Uh, hey guys, thanks so much for joining us. This is our a special episode for us. And um, even though it is a special episode, I feel a bit bummed that we don't have anything super special planned for it other than our usual awesome selves. But this is the one year anniversary of Skids Up. Um, isn't that cool, guys? Like we've been around for a whole year. And at least at least 12 people are still listening to us on a monthly basis. <laughs> nice, nice. We should insert one of those uh, sound effects of like, ah, you know. <laughs> so it's funny because every time we put an episode out, people are so surprised that we actually did one that I get a bunch of, I get bombarded with a bunch of messages and, <laughs> oh my God, thank you for doing this and all this shit. I'm like. We consistently put one out inconsistently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, do you realize that we have, uh, what, 15 episodes and one year? So we're around the one per month mark. That's pretty good as far as I'm concerned. I mean, Bro, you it's, know. It's not not for heli... Look, man. Dude, no, what else are we going to What are we going to talk about once a... We're not going to talk about anything once a week. Nothing happens, free, man. Free fall every... No, there's always something to talk about, dude. We have Javier. I can find stuff to pick on him every time we talk, all right? Yeah, that is just, true. Just we talk can... about fuel helicopters and then you'll get me all wild up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> No, I got to, you know, all kind of side it because I always tend to pick on Javier and this Javier, I pick on you because I like you. If I didn't like you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be on here, but I got to give him mad props, man. His last video that he just showed me was really, really good. His, his yeah. flying has, I watched that one too. Has nice improved job, incredibly. Actually, I got to give him credit because he's actually can do something I can't do very well, which is an, is an inverted uh, funnel and mad props to you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it was, uh, I could say a labor of love, but no, it was a labor of a lot of work <laughs> through the winter. You know, I had to take advantage of my situation, right? Of the fact that I cannot actually fly out. You know, I'll just hit on the simulator and do that thing like thousands of times until I could actually do it. So, so. goal for, for, Feb, for spring of next year is a solid in-place pyro flip. No, 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 no. I, I, will, <laughs> I will talk about, about my winter goals actually today. Oh my God. <laughs> I might be able to get two drinks at this, at that rate. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So this is, um, like we were talking about, like we said, this is our one year anniversary. Um, a bit, a couple metrics since I think I mentioned it earlier on when I was super excited that people were actually listening to the show, but, um, I was looking through the metrics yesterday and, because I think I'm the only one that has access to this, right, guys? You guys, you guys don't see this. Yeah, I don't want to even see points. it. I, I got the matrix to the hang to the ma all the analytics. Oh, right for for the hangout. Yeah, and I used to freak out about them, like, oh my god, we're letting too many people in. Oh my god, <laughs> this day we didn't have enough conversations. Like it used to really bother me. Now I'm like, dude, there's no drama today. It's a great day. Get the analytics. <laughs> I don't care. Well, I, I usually look at them out of curiosity uh, more than anything, but we have. Um, just shy of 9,000 downloads for our 15 episodes, which is wow, pretty cool. Stuff. And nice. let's see, um, there are 36 distinct geographical regions. And by that, I mean countries. So 36 countries, uh, which is pretty neat too. Again, I'm sure a lot of those are just my friends trying to spoof me on the VPN settings. I'm still convinced that that's the case, but... Um, yeah, no, this is pretty neat, man. So we get one year in, uh, and as far as I'm concerned, I think we should do this for many, many more years. I don't know what you guys are thinking. I hope so, man. I hope I've been so. having a good time here. Yeah, me too. I hope so. I hope so that my my uh, my fingers still work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, especially after the uh, the frozen winter. You know, you have to thaw them out, and, and yeah. they're still limbered up. 
Um, well, hey, that's uh, that's a, as good an intro as any, I think. So, um, you know, updates. What you been up to, man? And by man, I mean Javier, because you always yeah, start of course. Javier has to start. Yeah, so so I'm so Javier's going to start, and Frank, you get a drink. We'll see you in a little bit. All right, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, first bullet. Um, I've been as as you've said. Uh, thank you very much for the for the comments on the on the video. So um, basically, what happened was that I noticed that I'm starting to fly. Um, and tune actually closer to the sim, which has helped me a lot. I think that the transition to spirit actually helped me. Although I, I have to be honest, I don't know. You know, I've been through a lot of flyboardless units. I've been through the beast decks. I've been through uh, brain icon. I've been through three um, DG. Now I'm on spirit. And I have to be honest, when I moved to spirit, I started feeling much better and that I could actually it was a point where I actually understood tuning and I was able to get it closer to the sim, which was my problem that I was doing things on the sim and the, uh, the difference between the sim and reality was just too big. It was what I call a chasm. You know, it was, it was big. It, it, there was no way that I could even remotely attempt the things that I was doing on the sim on reality until I moved to spirit. Now I have to be honest and I'm not, I'm not, I cannot be completely convinced that it's just spirit. It's just that it felt right. Uh, I, it seems like I understood uh, the tuning parameters more. I gained a lot of uh, trust and confidence in doing the same things over and over again during winter. So it could have been a multitude of things that uh, coincided so that I, so that my flying actually is much closer to the sim than ever before. Um, I, you know, I increased my, I increased my flip and roll rates. I fixed a lot of issues. I had some wobbles on the head. Um, I, you know, I, I was able to tune a lot and understand what I was doing and see the effects of what I was doing and fly better basically because now I had, I had better control then I could have a lot more, a lot more confidence. Um, but Actually, I and, and I'll talk about a little bit later, uh, but I flew uh, a Bistex again, uh, like a couple of weeks ago, and it didn't feel as foreign or as you know radically different as I would expect it to be. But I'll talk about that a little bit, uh, a little bit later. So, well, I've been I've been I've been trying to fly a lot on reality uh, lately. Actually, I have. Um, <clears throat> a, pretty big number you know i started to use this um, this application the what is it rc flight logger i think it's called that has a lot of support on on helifreak and i started uh, trying to make a conscious effort of logging my flights better and uh it's so it so seems that you know at least during this year i've been very constant in fly, in, in logging all my flights and i have 208 flights which to me is like a massive number really really big i've i i've never i never thought that i could actually do a season you know with 200 flights that that was quite a bit and that was just being constant and going every single saturday to fly and take a bunch of packs and fly everything that i that i own um unfortunately i had also two crashes during during that period and um one of them um i could live with i'm fine with it I didn't have any issues, and I've talked about that a little bit. And um, the other one was a, a failure that I was not very happy with. 
Um, which brings me to, to actually uh, the topic of the spirit hot starts, which is uh, one of, one of the, responsible for one of my crashes. The other one, fortunately, nothing happened. And actually, this is part of what I'm going to be trying to figure out. You know, I've uh, posted it on the spirit forums. I've posted it in Hellifreak, and I've been working with Tomas to try to understand what's going on. He believes yeah, that... that- that's really, really disconcerting, man. Um, yes. I, I haven't seen those posts. I, I, I usually see a fair amount of your posts on Hollyfree, but I haven't seen any of those. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to hearing what the resolution might be and how, what you guys have done to troubleshoot it. Yes. The, uh, the, Tomas believes that it's an issue with the receivers. Um, but I, I really don't know. What I'm going to try to do, um, and you know, I'm going to skip a little bit um, to my next steps, but just briefly, that I'm going to basically try to reproduce it. So I'm going to basically take out the blades and just um, connect and disconnect from my computer to the helicopter, change one parameter, and see if I can get to reproduce the hot start and uh, talk to Tomas uh, about it. Um, he he says that you know the the there's some there's certain protocols that are a little bit more finicky that could cause th- those types of issues. Um, on Helifrig, they told me that it could be because my um, my failsafe is not properly configured, and that's why when there's some issues with the signal on the receiver, I get that hot start. Although I'm pretty sure, and I I believe I even actually made a video out of it for Instagram. <laughs> of uh, the tests that I run, you know, basically I shut down the radio and make sure that the failsafe works. So I'm not sure that that's that, that that's a problem. But, you know, I'm, I'm still going to try to reproduce it and see if, uh, if there's a way that I can actually figure that one out. Um, Tomas says that the um, SRXL protocol um, should be much better. <laughs> So um, I'm actually thinking about migrating. Well, I was thinking about doing that anyways uh, because I really love the integration, the ability to to change the parameters from the radio. So I'm gonna be, you know, buying over winter a couple of uh, 4651Ts to install on on the on, on the two other helicopters. I, I thought you were already. Do, I thought you were already doing integration. Are you I'm saying doing that not, it, Are you saying that not all of them have it? Not all of them, yes. Okay. The, uh, the 380 and the 420 have 46, 490s, so they gotcha. do have integration. But uh, the, the big ones, the 500 and the 570, still are working on those under satellites. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the 51 has been nice. I mean, I, I don't use it anymore because I'm not on Spectrum, but for like, you know, three weeks that I was, that I had it, it was, uh, it was, I thought it was a welcome upgrade to the 49. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna definitely go go that route and uh, and see if that's more stable. It seems like you know I haven't had any issues with the 380, and I've that's the one that I've probably tuned the most because if you remember, um, I had a pretty bad uh, kick kick tail kick on funnels, so I've been working on that. So I've been tuning that a lot. You know, the the other helicopters, the 500 and the 570, felt that they were like, I don't know, like 10% to from where I wanted them to be. So I just flew them. 
without doing a lot of tuning and because I didn't want to take the laptop to the field and connect to it and yada yada. So I didn't really tune them. But the 380, since I had the, the possibility of doing it from the radio, I tuned it like crazy. Almost every battery I was tuning. So I did a lot of tuning with that, you know, twice as much tuning as with the others and I never had a hot start. So it could very well be indeed that, uh, you know, it, it, it is part of the protocol. Although, of course, there's a lot of people that, you know, 10 years and I've been flying Spirit, nothing like this has happened. But of course, me being Javier, you know, if something has to go wrong, it will go wrong with me. So, uh, so I would be like the perfect quality assurance person <laughs> because everything happens to me. Um, so you might, you, um, might have, you might have something there, man. You can get some free gear. <laughs> yeah yeah but i don't want to you know I, I don't know i don't know hopefully hopefully i i um i get it and uh and some i'm i will just be happy to you know get rid of it because one thing i cannot stand is uh not to have trust in my equipment you know that 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 to me is key i don't really care you know if servers are brushes or cordless or cost a hundred dollars or cost two hundred dollars or have like this gazillion torque you know i don't really care about that i care that they work day in and day out you know that's what i care about that's what i what i expect of my equipment so it really it really bothers me if it starts doing those things so if i can regain trust into it by making sure that it's that it's stable that way then i'll be happy um one 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 uh, funny thing that that happened again well funny and unnerving and i don't i don't know how to call it uh, it's something that just pissed me off you know remember that i told you once about the plankers at the field right that i have um, not damn plankers yes yes those 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 damn plankers you know that uh <laughs> that come in and uh, usually they are they are you know senior citizens that i think, I think, in. I think the word you meant was was dicks yes yes oh, it, it, are we allowed to say that yes we are because it's a hey we're, we're an explicit podcast guys yeah, this, is, this is not family friendly here and we haven't taken advantage of that to be honest yeah we haven't we, re- we haven't we really should start swearing more <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess especially against those you know i i, I can't believe it you know the, 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 it was it was one day, one day that i went to the field and i actually uh was going to meet a friend that asked me for his help this is the same friend that um asked me for a recommendation for a helicopter. I recommended him, of course, the Goblin 570. He purchased it, but he said that it was not flying properly. So uh, we decided to meet up at the field so that I could help him out. So I went up earlier so that I could burn some packs, you know, uninterrupted, you know, just go in and fly and practice and keep, you know, my, my, my routine practice until he arrived and uh, then I could focus on, you know, helping him. But uh, there, was a, there was a guy, and, 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 and this, this is not a planker, this is an actual friendly airplane pilot that beat me to the field. He, he came in earlier than me. He was flying and, you know, just as every other person, that I, uh, the attitude that I expect of every other person in the hobby, no problems. You know, we took turns, he flew, I congratulated him on, on his flight. I flew. He cheered up on my flight. Uh, he flew. You know, he did. He did some nice. Uh, oh, romantic. Death, spir- that, death spirals. You know, and and, and I, I took him out. To, I took him out to dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> numbers. You know. Hand in marriage. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, almost. 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 You know. I. You know. It. It got close, but not that close. So you know, uh, very nice guy. You know, no problems. Then. Um, 
like four people arrived that were also airplane pilots that were all senior citizens except one that was you know relatively young um <clears throat> and he was the apparently the, the the teacher they were doing some um some body boxing on the airplanes apparently he was teaching the, the other guys how to fly so but apparently he had little time he was probably at his lunchtime or or something so he had very little time to teach them so he went like two packs or three packs in a row and i was you know sitting there watching the flights and waiting for my turn and you know he went even to to the extent that he said you know we've been flying a lot do you want to take it do you, do you want to take the field and go up for a flight I said fine you know perfect attitude again you know no problem you know uh i, I understood that these guys need a little bit more time but they still had the decency to tell me, hey, you know, go ahead and fly. You know, this is this this is this is uh, this is the attitude that I expect. You know, that's normal. But you know, in my point of view, is normal that I expect of everyone in the hobby. You know, I don't expect everyone to be my best friends, but I expect everyone to be civil and to and to you know share and to you know just be persons. You no, know? so uh, eventually, a, uh, a a couple more senior citizens arrived, and the oldest of the bunch. You know, a guy that could barely move. That um, and and you know, I have nothing up against senior citizens. I have to be very clear that I, if I talk badly and I insult this person, it's because I didn't like him because of what he did. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, I I go down and he said, "Are you done with those choppers?" And I said, uh, "Yeah, for now." He said, "Well, you can go now to your to your heli field." I said, uh, "Well, we can take turns." They said, "No, that's what the heli field is for." go onto your side of the field. There were like all, all like three or four more uh, plane pilots and no one said a thing. You know, they just, uh, I don't know if, if out of respect or if he has some kind of uh, standing tradition of, or if he just likes to scream if someone contradicts him or whatever, but no one, no one refuted him. I didn't want to get into an argument. So I just went to the other side, but I was pretty pissed. You know, this is, this is definitely not, not the attitude. I mean, it's not, it's not like they were, you know, flying all of all all at, all at the same time on pattern, you know, which is common with airplanes. You know, we were t they were taking turns. You know, I could take one of those turns. I mean, as as simple as that, and the same thing that I had done with previous, uh, you know, uh, plane pilots. But no, because the field is uh, was originally owned by the airplane club. And then they kind of loan the field to the uh, to the heli pilots. They kind of make their own rules, and they say that the, uh, the, the there's always a preference for the plane pilots. So you know that 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 upsets me because Javier, 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 Javier can I? Just, it, upset, sorry, I it upsets me that you didn't yell at this guy, Javier. Yeah, I'm, that's the thing I'm going to say. Why don't you why don't you turn this guy a new asshole? You, you, you know, right? He's he's. I don't know. He's ninety or something. I I don't know. You know, even better. He's like really old, but I just don't <laughs> just want kidding. to. Uh, Javier, this isn't our country. This isn't this isn't Mexico. This isn't Cuba. We don't have to respect elders here. Okay, if someone's being a dick, call them the fuck out, man. Be like, hey, you're being a fucking dick. I want to fly on this side. I'm not hurting you. Let me fly. It's not but like I'm up also... here the whole time. I, literally, my flights are less than three minutes. Can't you can't you last three minutes without being a dick and let me get up in the air? And there's also a middle ground here, you know, between not saying anything and ripping him a new asshole. There's also, I mean, this is a, this is a club, right? Which I assume they have members and memberships and meetings and official policies. I mean, you could talk about it first, right? Is this, is yeah, there a club meeting you can go to bring it up? The, and then when they say meeting. no, then you call him a dick. 
<laughs> well, it's just that I actually believe that the rules say that the airplane guys have preference. Again, because I think that the that they just uh, like lend us or you know lease us the the heli piece of the heli portion of the field. Uh, so um, so I think that it's actually within the rules but, of, okay. of that field. Mm. So mm. that's why I also didn't want to get into into an argument. Uh, you know, I have to. I would have to. I mean, do you pay first. money to go here? Is yeah. This a How do you part do of? Pay them or do they pay you? Because yeah. If they pay yeah. You, I, they do exactly everything they tell you. But if you're paying, you you are a customer to them. Yeah, they man. need to help you out too. And if you find it hard to fly in the heli field at a certain time, they have to be understanding of that and work with you. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, yeah. but uh, you know, I I was just like, okay, next time you go, next time you have a club meeting, go and just put me on speakerphone. I'll speak <laughs> phone. Um, also, also put me on speakerphone. I'm not going to yell. I just want to listen. <laughs> but no, okay. One more question for you then. So, when it comes to your side of the field versus their side of the field, is are there negative? Uh, things about the heli side of the field? Is it facing the wrong direction? Is the grass overgrown? Yes, yes. snakes? The, uh, well, it, it is, the, the whole field is, is very nicely taken care of. But the heli side on the morning, the sun hits you in the face. Okay. Uh, you know, around noon, it, it's not that much of an issue. But personally for me, um, I don't like the heli field also because the heli field on the right side has a line of trees very close nearby. So your your flight uh, your flight space is actually reduced from from the re, from the actual uh, plane side, which is just wide open. So you can you can fly you know as as much as you want, as wide as you want, as far away as you want on the plane field, but you cannot do the same thing on the heli field. There's there's a line of trees to the right, and there's like a massive tree, uh, you know, in the middle of the field on the back. So if you go too too farther out back, you risk hitting that huge tree. Dude, you and if you make your funnels too wide, then, then you, <laughs> you have to you do hit. funnels around that tree. That's how you. That's how you're gonna get good at funnels and hurricanes. Do them around the trees. Make that tree your bitch, Javier. <laughs> make, yeah, make that tree your bitch. All right. Um, yeah. Well, you know, we have a we have a, a very strictly enforced take turns policy, almost to the point where it's like a deli counter and you take a number, which is kind of cool. But at the same time, I I do wish that I could be like, Hey, you know, I'm just going to be on this side uh, and just don't come near me. I won't come near you, but that just really doesn't happen. You know, the, the plane guys are nervous that the helicopter guys are going to tear their planes to shreds, which is understandable. Um, but there is, there isn't really any sharing and it's, and, but it is just, you know, they do very strictly enforce anybody who's there gets to take their turn when it's their turn. So there's kind of like a, a pr- pros and cons to it because you know, like the situation that you have, you can just fly battery after battery after battery, but you're in a shitty inner city field. So yeah. Yeah. But the problem is that if I fly battery after battery after battery on the heli field, I just end up like hovering <laughs> because, you know, like, you know, it, it, I, I could but do more if small, I had more skills. But how small is it, though? Like, it's not that small. You said it's half the size of the plane field, right? Yes. Yes. It's 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 kind of like, uh, you know, like a, a little probably larger than a, than, you know, you know, than a flight box, you know, at an event. You know, it, it is a good Well, you space. just need to get you just need to get better, Javier. That's it. That's the only problem. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, that 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 place could actually challenge me to fly in a box, but you know, I I'm still at a point where I just like to not worry about that. <laughs> no, I'm the same way, man. I I am I am glad that I have as much space as I do, especially when flying the 700, because I I need the space. I wish I didn't, but I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here. You know, especially for learning new things. But, but, anyways, um, you know, uh, moving on to the next bullet. Um, 
you know, I told you that that day that we had this sad uh, planker's planker tale. Um, I also had a friend that I was helping to make his Goblin 5 Sandy fly better. So you neglected he, to mention whether he bought it brand new and built the kit or if he bought it used. He bought it brand new and he built the kit himself. Yes. And this is his he, first exposure to... No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. He has like four or five helis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he owns like... Uh, what is it like? Uh, I, I think a line six hundred. Uh, I think a line five hundred. The Goblin five seventy, a blade four eighty, an OMPM two. Um, I don't know. You know, he has he he has a few helis, but he he doesn't feel himself, you know, too confident still to to check you know how the heli works and his mechanics to get it flying right. <laughs> So um, I think that you know most of the helis he probably bought used, and he's 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 still kind of like in the phase where he's trying to get comfortable with setups and things like that. So uh, you know I, I I offered to help him. So we met at the field. Um, I was I was uh, I was pulling up his five seventy, and his five seventy started uh, tilting. So I just hit throttle hold. Um, and I said, you know, there's something very wrong with this helicopter. And I, I sent you guys a picture, you know, the, 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 the swash plate of the helicopter when it was, when it was supposed to be level was crooked to the right. So that oh, was yeah. what was causing the, the tilt issue. So basically what he did is that he did not do a proper job at, sh- at swash leveling. So we went through the setup of, uh, he was, he, he, he flies beast X, you know, the AR 7200 and 7210. Flowerless controllers and all his helis. Yes, I'm familiar so, with that. So, um, so I was uh, I was help, helping him with that, trying to remember, you know, going through the manual and trying three to remember clicks how it with was. the screwdriver to the left. Four Correct. Clicks to the right. I yeah. hate I hated that thing. <laughs> yeah, but it's but I it's so too. it's so easy. I mean, yes, I understand, but there's yeah, not a lot a, a lot to worry about. Nothing easy well. about that. <laughs> To yeah, me, it also has a massive kick and doesn't fly well for shit. But yeah, well, there's there's that too. It felt good. I have to be honest with you. You know, after we leveled the swash, um, was it hold on? Was it really as as unlevel as you showed in that photograph? Because you sent us that picture and it was like a half it, an it, inch lower on it, one side. It, it showed worse <laughs> on the picture than it was. But, so but I don't it was know how you can bad. look at that and be like, "Yep, we're all good here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty bad. I mean, it was very noticeable. The the picture showed it worse. But it was very not- noticeable. So uh, after after we did that change, you know, I went through the full setup to make sure that everything was correct. Then uh, we pulled it up, and you know, it it, it went into a, a you know a hands-free cover. So you know, it was it was it was it was locked in. But then I just did some tweaks, you know, um, not on the not on the flyboard list itself, but on the radio, you know, with some dual rates and expo and stuff like that, the old way. And um, it it turned out pretty good, you know. Uh, of course, I didn't want to go farther, you know, put it more aggressive, of course, because he he's just getting started and he doesn't want he's still not flying inverted, you know. So he wanted to to he wanted to be more, uh, you know, a mild setup what we could call, you know, almost like a sport setup. So I didn't want to, you know, go crazy with anything. So I, I, I set it up that way, you know, so that it was a little bit gentler for him, but still that he had enough to recover if he did something. So 
But, you know, that, the go- well, of course, it's a goblin. So it was just, you know, given the proper setup, even with, with the Bistex, it was flying really pretty, pretty good. I really, I really liked it. You know, um, I flew like probably like one pack uh, to make sure that it was fine. You know, of course, didn't do anything crazy. But, you know, I flew a few inverted circuits. I did a few TikToks. Um, and, you know, it, it was behaving very well. It was behaving very nicely. I really liked it. So um, after the Goblin 570, he, uh, he took out his, his OMPM to an, and he said, um, hey, can you help me also with this? So I said, okay, fine. So we, uh, we spooled it up and I put it into uh, idle up two and the thing started shaking itself uh, as if it wanted to destroy itself, as if it had, had you know, a, it had a death wish, wanted to commit suicide. Um, so I uh, put it into idle up one. It behaved much better, but it's, it still felt, you know, uh, very bad. You know, the helicopter felt really, really bad. It was, it was uh, losing altitude pretty quick. It was all sluggish. I, I, I didn't know what was going on. So I went into the setup and he said, oh, I set it up, you know, like, a guy on, on the internet said, and you know, the, the dual rates on the expo were really bad. So I reconfigured that and the heli ended up flying a little bit better. I pumped up the, um, the, uh, the pitch a little bit to give it a little bit more and the throttle, the throttle curve to give it a little bit more punch. And it ended up, you know, flying pretty good. I, I liked it. So I also flew that one and I set it up for him. And then he, he and then he said, "Hey, I also need help with this one." <laughs> so, uh, so I started working on the Blade 480. He also how, has how long were you helping? Like, out of the time that you were there, how much of the time? Probably were you half, probably half of the time that I was there, and I was there, you know, all morning because I okay. I took the day off, and uh, and I was a good there dude, like, Javier. all morning. I'm sure he appreciated it. Yeah, yeah, he was very he was very grateful. He was very grateful. Unfortunately, we couldn't we couldn't fix the Blade 480. Uh, the Blade 480 had an issue with the throttle, and uh, the Blade 480 he has you know the the Blade combo, which is uh, well everything except the flyberless. He had well the, the the Blade 480 full combo includes the new flyberless from Blade. He still had the Beastex, the Air 7200 VX because that's what he's used to, but he had everything else from the combo, which is a Castle ESC, a Talon 80, the Spectrum servos, the mm-hmm. Blade motor. So um, the, the Castle ESC was what threw me off because I haven't done one, one of those in a while. So um, the problem was that the, 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 the throttle was like crazy. You know, it was not working properly. It, al- it almost seemed like it was reversed or something. So we, uh, you know, but what we needed to do was to do a Castle ESC endpoint calibration. So I had to remember how to do that, looked it up on the internet. So he pulled out, he also flies a couple planes. So he had a plane, we pulled out a, a ESC from there because he didn't have like a 2S battery. So, uh, because what happens is that with the with that flabberless unit, you have to turn it on first. You have to provide power to it first. And then um, because, of, because of something funky, it doesn't send a thorough signal to the ESC until it's fully initialized. It doesn't think that the ESC smart, is smart enough to not arm itself until, you know, until it goes through its initialization and checks everything. So it takes the extra step to not send the throttle signal until it fully initializes. So what you have to do is to turn on the flyverless first, and then uh, you can turn on the, the ESC. It will detect 
the full throttle signal, which is what it needs to go into calibration mode, and then you can start doing the throttle endpoint calibration. Um, so we struggled a little bit with that. We, you know, he brought a little airplane, and we had to disconnect some leads and make a, a, a you know, a Frankenstein experiment there to use the the ESC and the BEC from the from mm-hmm. the airplane CSC to connect, you know, a regular 3S battery. I think that that plane runs to power the flyberless and then power the ESC, but it didn't work. It didn't work at all. I didn't want know what was going on. Um, so, um, so we decided to just leave it there because I didn't, I actually had to go. I didn't have more time, but, um, as a follow-up to that, he came by to the house. Uh, I don't know, like a couple days ago. Um, and we finished help, you know, you know, we finished with that, with that process, we were able to actually power the flyerless first and do the throttle calibration, and he was happy. Um, so finally, we have the 480 ready, ready to fly for him. Of course, we, we I would still need to go. He still needs wants me to go with him to you know do the do the remaiden of the heli to make sure that everything's right and to make sure that everything is set up correctly. But at least we fixed the. Uh, the, the throttle issue that we were having with that. So he was happy. Unfortunately, he, um, he cracked the blade. You know, he, he had some movement <laughs> of tools on his car and they cracked the blade. So, um, so he has to order blades before he can test it. But uh, as you know, winter is approaching, so probably it'll be a while until we can test it. But at least uh, we got that out of the way. So the three helicopters that he asked me to help him with uh, were... Uh, so far successful so that was that was very good and um, I can't say how how good it is to you know to help you know it, I think it's part of what I get enjoyment out of out of this hobby to help people um, and it's just it's just great you know uh, all these things that that I've learned that have nothing to do with uh, any other aspect of my life other than how I, ju- I just like to spend my free time actually are good for something else, you know, for, for helping people. So, um, so it, it was pretty good. It, it was pretty cool. I liked it very much. I, I enjoyed helping, helping that. And I have to say, I have to be honest, that Blade 480 is much better than I anticipated. It, um, it almost looks like oxy, oxy grade yeah. quality. It's, it's a very, very nice machine. Uh, the yes. only complaint I have is the, uh, is the flimsiness of the canopy. Other than that, it's just top notch. Yes. Yes, I agree. I agree fully. They say that actually, if you if you push it too hard on backwards inverted, the canopy may fly off. Right. <laughs> I've, I've seen that too. I haven't seen it, but I, I've heard about that as well. Yeah. It's kind of funny. So, um, so yeah, that's that. That's the only thing. I mean, with a better canopy, you know, it actually probably just putting like uh, you know um, knots on it instead of the of the posts. You know, you you could get rid of that issue. Yeah. So, um, and I'm sure you could get someone to make you a fiberglass canopy for that, like Mass yeah. Pro or something. If, yeah, but it's still, I I think it would it would it would need a better retention mechanism. Even even if you made something out of carbon fiber, I think. But but anyways, it 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 was it it's a pretty darn nice heli. I I really liked it. <laughs> I actually had uh, some uh, forbidden thoughts. You know, because I have uh, I have three thirty three hundred packs, which would be perfect for that helicopter. So if I w- if I wasn't broke, I probably would be thinking about buying one. It was it was a pretty pretty nice heli. Um, <laughs> other than that, uh, the uh, next bullet, <laughs> and and I, I said that I would I would the I would make the microphone my friend today. <laughs> <laughs> 
I had I had a lot of things to talk about. Um, no one's ever accused you of not making the microphone, <laughs> bro. <laughs> um, the uh, the next the next item is uh, the Aurora Barnstormers event, uh, which is my second and last event of the year. Usually, my last event of the year is the one on a club down a club down at Beloit, uh, Wisconsin. Um, which is usually the, the last event that I have on the year because it's the one that's later on the year. But that one got canceled, you know, as many events got canceled this year. So the last event that I was able to go to was the Aurora Barnstormers event, which is the one that uh, produced the video that I shared with you guys. So that that was, uh, you know, as an event, it was pretty good. I sent you guys some pictures and there's some pictures also there on that video. There was a large variety of helicopters, even uh, a Gawie R5, which I hadn't seen in a while. That, that's a pretty neat machine, uh, pretty crazy. It, it was very nice to see, you know, a speed heli, and especially that heli, which is rare. You know, uh, it, it's a very rare helicopter. Uh, even, you know, speed helicopters are rare, but that I think is the rarest of them all. So it was nice to see that one. Uh, there were several helicopters, very nice helicopters. There was a guy with one of those Logo 200s. Uh, he was flying it on mild to medium winds. And it was behaving pretty well. You know, he was flying it around. So it seems like that anti-gravity thing works. Uh, it seems like that Logo is a pretty solid heli. But, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I, I don't think I'll go, I'll go, you know, to that size probably again. And besides, I would actually have to buy a radio to be able to fly that heli. So, so not for me, but uh, it really seems like it's, uh, like it's a pretty nice helicopter. The, uh, the event went pretty smoothly and uh, there was actually just one crash which I was, uh, I was very surprised about. There was, there was this guy that, uh, and I've seen him at another event, at the event that we had on our heli club, uh, because, you know, uh, the, the Illinois crew and the Wisconsin crew are starting to get, like, more together, like, going to the events of each other. So this, this guy is part of the Illinois crew, and he attended our Swarm event when we had it this year, which is my other event that I attended this year. And um, he flies Tarek, uh, Tarek speed, head speed. You know, it, it's insane. Uh, he, just, he probably just puts like the largest pinion there is and puts the throttle curve at 100% and just flies like that. It was insane. Um, Did it scare you? Huh? Did it scare you? Uh, he scared all of us. <laughs> no, no, everyone was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, uh, you know, he... I mean, do you, think he was, do you think he was flying above the recommended speed? I, speed? It, it sounded crazy. I don't know what, 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 what head speed he was running, but it sounded crazy. At some crazy. point, he's going to lose some blades, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it, was, it, was, it was insane. And that thing moved, you know, on a dime. I mean, it, he just... And, and also... You can see that that's what he likes, you know, because because he just flies it around and just likes to do, you know, stops and uh, get close to the ground and stop and get on the other direction. Um, and th that's just what he likes to do. You know, he doesn't do actually any, any any wild maneuvers. He just likes to just bang on it, you know, and just fly it and just uh, hit it and just uh, hear the blade farts. You know, that's that's what he likes. So. Um, it was pretty fun to see. There were a few moments where where he got dangerously close to the ground, and uh, you could just hear the motor bog 
uh, and the blades, you know, fart that he, he was trying to go in the other direction as, as much as he could. And, you know, the, the, the motor just barely trying to get him there because, of course, he was out of headroom because he's running full head speed. So um, that sounds like fun. It, it was fun. It was fun. I, I have to agree. You know, that that was that was as, as uh, someone else put it, it was a crowd crowd pleaser you know definitely definitely it was fun you know whenever he took the air everyone went and looked and looked over at, at the field when he was flying um it was it was very fun but uh i got scared for a bit because he had a goblin 570 as well so first he flew i think it was on the line 500 and then the goblin 570 and that thing ripped i mean that that was i was like no no please don't destroy it <laughs> um because it it was insane also you know how fast that thing was and the, the head speed on that thing but but it was fun it was fun uh a very very nice group of people uh i you know like an event, I enjoyed it immensely. Um, it was it was amazing. I realized that a, a lot of what I like about this hobby is also attending events. You know, flying by myself helps me to progress, which is basically what I did. You know, I just uh, I just put uh, you know goals to try to progress and to try to reduce that gap between simulator and reality. That's all I wanted to do, and I I think I achieved it. Uh, but the enjoyment out of the hobby, you know, there was a point where I said, yeah, I mean, I'm progressing, but then I felt like I was plateauing and I was like, um, I like, I'm enjoying it, but I'm not enjoying it that much. And, you know, but then an event comes and then you start talking to people, start seeing different helicopters, start seeing different flight styles. Uh, you know, people start having fun and, um, you talk about, you know, you know, things that happen on the hobby and it just, uh, it gives me a lot, you know, it's, uh, Something that I that I really really enjoy, and I've on especially on this year that you know I just attended two events. I just realized how much I miss going to events. So I really hope that next year it's going to be much better. That uh, I'm actually going to be able to attend many more events, including Urcha, so that uh, I can finally satisfy that part of that you know that the hobby gives back to me. So uh, I think uh, I think I've run out of bullets now. So uh, I think that's it for my flying updates. Holy crap! That was it. Good. Yep. Who's next? Oh, Frank, you want to go, man? Or I can go. Um, uh, go ahead and go ahead. I'll, I'll follow you. All right. Uh, well, hey, thanks for those updates, man. That was a. Uh... Those uh, enjoyable stories. No, it's, uh, I'm, I'm upset that I didn't get to go to that event that I'd mentioned last time. Um, I told you there was that event in, in Abilene, and I, I wasn't able to find a sucker willing to drive 10 hours with me, so I did not go. Um, I just didn't want to drive that by myself. Um, but let's see. So, you know, in the last few months, like, let's say since, uh, I don't know, since June, maybe, uh, I feel like I've made a ton of progress um, you know, doing some maneuvers that I haven't done at all for the very first time. Uh, and that's been, that's been really exciting. You know, there's been, there's been this gap, uh, or this jump of, you know, I can only do six things and now in a four month period, I can do you know, 12 things or 15 things. But, um, I think for the rest of the year, I'm going to just focus on solidifying those, those new moves because, you know, I can do a lot of new things, but I can't do them well. And so my goal for the next few months is going to be, uh, you know, practicing things that, uh, um, that I've just learned how to do and solidifying them. And then, um, also focusing on practicing in the direction that I'm weakest in. 
And that, that's one thing that I've noticed that um, I really need to get better at because, you know, I can do like a, kind of like a set maneuver where I can do certain things in one direction. And when I try to do it in a different direction, it's just really wobbly or really shoddy. So that's kind of my, that's kind of like on my winter checklist of things that I'm going to be doing or um, goals list. But, you know, I've been, I've been flying, I've been flying a lot. Um, for the last few weeks, I've just been practicing really boring things, you know, counterclockwise inverted pyros just over and over again, counterclockwise inverted funnels, because uh, I don't have those down quite yet. Uh, and then I'm working on aileron TikToks with the disc facing me and then trying to speed that up as much as I can, because uh, I'm, I'm more comfortable with the, uh, the nose out so I can see it going left and right. And then I'm less comfortable when I'm actually looking at the disc, which is the way that, you know, you usually see them in the... Um, the professional pilot's flying it, so it kind of comes right at you, obviously from a safe distance. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I was thinking, Javier, when you're talking about the inspiration that you're getting from these events, that, um, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. It's been a while since we've brought, brought up the whole musical um, instrument analogy, but, like, the inspiration, I feel like, you know, when I go to see a concert of, like, one of my favorite bands, I might not have been playing guitar for a while, um, but whenever I go see someone else, you know, applying their craft well um it's really inspiring you know and you, you come back and like i'll just play guitar for weeks and all that kind of stuff and so that's been um that's been why i've been i've been continuing to go out to the field every every single week because i just enjoy talking with all the different people and getting their input on you know my maneuvers and um, just being around that part of the hobby which for you know for years i just never really was a part of it's really nice um, and then also kind of lending on that musical instrument analogy thing. Um, you know, when I was learning to solo on the guitar, I learned a bunch of different scales, a bunch of different licks that were based on scales, um, in individually. And then I tried to, I would deliberately put them together into patterns that I liked. And then my goal was to just be able to break apart those patterns and start recombining them. And that's what I feel like I'm doing with a lot of these moves and, and specifically the transitions between the moves, because, you know, you can do um, TikTok or funnel or whatever, but you know, how good does that look strung up against the next move? And if you're coming in at a certain angle and you're leading a certain angle, like what of the, of the 12 moves that you know, like which is the best one that fits at that particular time and can you go straight into it? And so that, that part, I feel like that's going to keep me busy for years. You know, like even if I never learned another new move and I just perfected the transitions between uh, individual ones, I feel like that can keep me busy for a really, really long time. So that's, that's kind of what I'm focusing on now. Uh, along with paraflips, I'm doing them in the sim successfully. I, I can get like like six in each direction maybe before I eat it. Um, but we were all, you know, we were having a conversation before we before I hit the record button. Uh, you, me, and Frank, and and Frank was showing us uh, this new method of practicing paraflips that he's been doing, and it's it's something that I've been doing as well without mainly without his or potentially without the um, without the intention behind it, but being able to fly a pyro flip and actually perform one is completely different than being able to control one smoothly and, and, and have full complete mastery over it. And so that's what we were talking about earlier is, you know, how do you, um, how do you perform a pyro flip in the sense that you are in complete control of them during the entire time? And that's a whole lot harder to do than actually successfully, you know, banging it back and forth, even if it's, if it's correct, even if it's actually a pyro flip, um, being able to smoothly transition and have complete control over it is like a whole new level of skill. I think all of us are kind of working on now, which is, which is cool. So that's what I've been, that's what I've been doing almost exclusively in the sim. I haven't really been practicing anything else other than that for like the last few weeks. Um, let's see. One thing, actually, you know what? One thing I was going to bring up to you, Javier, and I forgot when you were talking about your spirit issues. Uh, have you, do you track your, your vibrations in the spirit units? Like, is that something that you look at? 
No, I, I haven't looked at that. Okay, well, you do this the vibration check before, or you've done the vibration check at some point, right? Where you have the blades off and you just spool it up and you see where the spikes are. I, well, I don't, I don't analyze the data. Um, no, I no, 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 that, I'm talking I, about like when you're building it, when you're building a heli, like maybe did you do right. this like one time? Right, right, past? right. What I, what I say is that I do that step, but I do it without the data. So okay. I, you know, I just basically, when, when I'm done, I take out the blades, I spool it up and I check if there's vibrations or not, you know, if, if, if the heli is vibrating or not, but I don't okay. actually check the, uh, you know, the, 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 the data on the flavorless unit. Well, and I, I guess, is that something that I didn't really play around with it when I was running Spectrum? Is that something that, that your transmitter can even tell you as part of the integration menu? Or is that just something that you have to look at after you bring the helicopter down and plug it into the computer? I think it's something that you would have to look afterwards. I, I'm not sure. I think that logs are not available through integration. Okay. And then, Frank, you, um, for, your, for your setup with V-Bar and everything, is vibration something that you look at on yeah, a semi-regular basis? Well, I look at them, so my, I have a running log of what's happening in my helicopter. So if I'm like on my nitro and I'm trying to beat it apart, you know, I get constant messages, uh, vibration log, uh, extreme vibration, extreme vibration. Uh, I can also see a constant um, matrix, not a matrices, but a, um, a graph. Yeah. Yeah. What each of what has the vibration, you know, and, and if you look at the, if you understand the, the cycles per, the, how fast your head speed is and how the revolutions of your tail compared to your head and your motor, you can actually dial, you can really figure it out what, where are you having the most vibration in? Is your head out of balance? Is your tails out of balance? Is something wrong with your tail? Is your bearing somewhere? Depending on the, the rotations per, per minute or whatever it is. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm there, I mean, there is a reason why I'm asking this and it's, I'm wondering if there is any correlation between like the percentages of vibes that you would see, uh, with your, you know, with the Neo and then what I would see with the uh, spirit, because I, I've never really bothered to check vibrations. Um, like I was kind of like Javier, you know, outside of just spooling it up uh, without the blades when you're first doing the setup and making sure that there's no undue vibrations there. As far as like a flight by flight vibration analysis, it's not something I've really ever cared about. And my jetty now logs that information. And I was looking through it and I was like shocked by how high the vibes are on literally all of my helicopters. Yeah, because but it isn't. Is, 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 is that, is that on normal, the bench? Like, no, no. Is this that is on like, the bench in, or on the ground or on the air? No, in the if air. It's on the air, are you beating the snot out of it? Because if, not, you, if you won't get the really. same amount of vibrations <laughs> on a hover than you will when you're trying to do TikToks or when you're trying to do flips or rolls. Well, I mean, I can look here at the peaks and I mean, I would imagine that the peaks are me doing something, but then even the, even if you took just a, like a, like a median, you know, an average of where all the different peaks and valleys were, like, I'd say that you're still in, or I'd say you, I'd say that I'm still in the, you know, 60, like my baseline is like 60%, which seems outrageous. And my peaks are reaching 80%. Uh, maybe 50% is the, is the average. And I, I just, I need to, I guess I need to find someone else who has one of these and check the, basically the Jetty Spirit combination. I should probably put out a question on the forum um, because this is like a completely new thing for me that I'm not used to checking. When I was looking at this, I was like, I don't think these vibes should be this high because I'm used to spooling it up on the on the bench, you know, and then you see the the graph where you can tell with whether it's the tail rotor or the, or the head that's vibrating out of whack. But these are just like vibrations everywhere. And I'm wondering if there's a threshold before these become like 
an issue with actually being able to still control the helicopter. And that's kind of my, my main question behind all that. But so if our listeners know anything about that and would like to chime in, I'd love to hear it. If not, I'll put some questions out on the forum. Um, but Frank, yeah, that sounds like a, like probably something I should look into. So anyway, uh, so that, yeah, that's, um, that's kind of the, that's pretty much the main stuff I've been up to. Um, oh, and then there's a couple more things. So the, the selling Exodus continues. Um, I sold another Oxy four literally like 15 minutes ago. And I know you're probably thinking how many Oxy fours do you actually have to sell? Yeah, I actually saw that like, one on, this is like the RC. third one, right? Yeah. <laughs> I saw one on the RC buy sell group here. I'm like, oh, <laughs> do I really need to know. I almost, I was gonna talk to you about it, but I was like, no, I don't really need it. I just sold it like 15 minutes ago. So, um, or right 15 minutes before the podcast started. But yeah, like that, I still have, I still have one more actually after this, even after this one, I still have one left. So I, I'm trying to get rid of all of them. So, hey, listeners, if you're in the mood for a sweet 450 size machine, I've got like three to choose from. Um, and they're all in somewhat of decent shape. So yeah, send me a message. Um, and then there was, uh, the, there's this other guy that I've been, um, I've been working with at the field that I actually sold one of my other oxys to oxy four. And, uh, it's been really cool because he has been flying planes. This is a guy that I've uh, kind of become pretty good friends with over the last say three or four months. He's been flying planes for 30 years. Uh, he used to fly helicopter nitro helicopters back in like the late nineties. Uh, but he hasn't flown anything in you know 20 helicopters in 20 years or something uh, guys an airline pilot which is um which is interesting they, uh, there's there's actually quite a few people that are into full, full-scale aviation uh, in our field uh, although i think he's the only commercial pilot that i know of um but so i i sold him a oxy for a few weeks back and you know, he was really excited to get back into it and then uh, I, he would he had been seeing me fly my specter a lot because that's pretty much the only thing i've been flying lately and uh, he was like, you know, I'd love to get back into it, but I want to start with something small. And I think I mentioned this like, you know, last week. I was like, yeah, you know, we've, we've got, I've got some, if you want to want to buy one. And so he, he took it out for the first time uh, a few, like a week later or so after he got it and I was still at the field with him. And it was, it was just funny because it just brought back so many memories of my first time flying a 450. And I just thought it was so big and so intimidating and so scary. And it was like, you know, a foot long or a foot and a half long. And so he, he spools it up to full speed. And then um, it pops it up about six inches off the ground and then just like full negative collective into the ground. <laughs> and thankfully there wasn't any damage on it, but um, and he was like, Nope, I'm done. You know, I've got to, I've got to go practice in the sim, but you, you know, you make it look so easy. And uh, so this last weekend he brought it out again and he had been practicing in the sim a bit and he did the same thing, brought it up, uh, you know, when, when actually kind of hovered it around a little bit. I got it way too close for personal comfort. And I was like, you know, that's that thing will really ruin your day if it hits you in the face. And by ruin your day, I mean, potentially end your day. Um, so you, you give it back a little bit. And, and then this, unfortunately the same thing happened again. Like he was getting ready to, 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 uh, to land. And I think it's just the habit of a, of an airplane, you know, to go to, to turn off the throttles, to go full stick down. And so he, he got it on the ground and it was basically just barely touching the ground. And then he just slammed the collective all the way down and you know, with, it didn't turn it off. <laughs> it just made it just made it dig into the ground, and uh, he ripped the tail off sideways, which is something that I have never seen. Like I didn't even know you could actually do that. He didn't bend the boom. He didn't break the tail rod, but he ripped the whole tail off to the left. It just snapped off. So it snapped the two plates, like on the oxy. There's these two plates that hold the tail mechanism into the boom. 
and he yeah. snapped both of them um, like to the side. The boom is perfectly straight. The main blades are fine. Uh, I think one of the tail blades was jacked up, but there's not a whole lot of damage. Like he snapped the belt and he snapped the, um, I forget the name of the, the bell cranker, the little thing that holds the tail rod into the, um, into the, into the tail that, that rotates with the servo. So he, he snapped that. He said he broke like three parts, but like he managed to actually rip the tail assembly away at a 90 degree angle by going straight down, which was, I was impressed. You know, I've never seen that before. I thought it was, I thought it was funny. So we bought him, um, I was talking with him today and I, I ordered him a bunch of parts on a main cause he wasn't sure exactly what was broken. And I was like, you know, there's some things that I know are broken and then there's some things that are probably bent or could be bent. And even if they're not, it's a good thing to have as a spare. So I got all the parts up on uh, a main and then ordered it for him and, uh, and he paid me back. But so I think that we'll probably be doing a repair job at the field next time I see him, but it's been, it's been really cool. Like, you know, Javier, like you said, there's, you know, we've accumulated a, a lot of knowledge about this over the last few years and it's stuff that, I didn't even realize how much stuff I knew until I started explaining a lot of the, the things to, to this guy who was relatively new to helicopters, definitely not new to RC. Um, but you know, when I, when he bought the helicopter, I went through all the setup stuff with him for, for spirit and what all the different settings did and how you could adjust them. And I just realized, I know, I know an awful lot about something that's, you know, it's important to me, but it's relatively useless <laughs> to, to anyone else, uh, unless you're trying to learn about helicopters, but it's kind of, it's kind of cool that I can be in a position where I can kind of pass that information on to, to, to other guys that are getting into the hobby. I, I, I find that to, to be very gratifying. It's just as fun to go out there and watch him fly with the things that we've talked about as to, you know, fly myself, which has been kind of neat. Yeah. And, um, and another thing, which is, is kind of cool. And I, I keep thinking about this, that episode that we had with Eric, you know, like a year ago now about kids in the hobby. And, you know, my daughter has been getting really, really interested and I've been bringing her to the field every single Saturday with me. And she likes it because, you know, we get to have dad daughter time uh, just on the way there. And then, you know, I'll, I'll set her up in the back and, and open up the tailgate. And then she's got her, she can watch cartoons and get like a, you know, pillows in the back and then watch us fly. And then there's been a lot of other guys at the field that have been starting to bring their kids who are in the same age. And uh, we've, we've gotten this idea that I think we'll probably try to implement next weekend where I think there's four of us that have kids around five to seven years old. And there's like this kick-ass playground about five minutes away from the field. So I think what we're all going to do is bring our kids up and then they can watch and play with each other at the, at the, you know, at the field, but like back behind the, like almost in the, almost in like next to the parking lot area. And then we'll, when we're done flying around lunchtime, we're just going to go to this giant playground and just hang out together, which is just the camaraderie and the, you know, the friends that I've made at this club has been just really, really cool. And it's, it, I, I would have a hard time, I think ever leaving this hobby now, just because the, those personal connections are so much stronger than the joy that I get out of flying. And I thought that the joy I got out of flying was literally all there was to this hobby for, for years. And that is definitely not the case. Um, that's it. That's it for me. That's what I've been doing. So nice, man. That's awesome think? to hear that. That's uh, very gratifying to hear about that with your kid. And after flying, that's really cool. Um, I, what I've been up to. So essentially, um, this is the last weekend before, uh, I have, I'm on going on sentence. So I won't be flying for three weekends, but Ooh. the fourth weekend I get to go to a fun fly in, in Tampa, which I'm looking forward to. Um, this past weekend I, I went flying on Sunday usual, um, 
got a bunch of flights on my 580 night on my 580 electric my 700 electric and my 700 nitro uh, i wasn't able to fly the 570 because i'm fresh out of 30 percent nitro but hey it'll be all right I'm, I, f I found a guy that's selling a bunch of fuel and I'll be picking it up in a week from Saturday. So I'll have plenty of 30% fuel for my 570. Um, so the flight's getting really good actually. I actually. I've been practicing a lot and I got some help from my friend Augie. He's one of the other admins on the Hangout. He actually used to be the old owner of Avant. So he's an extremely smart guy, uh, in elect kind of an electrical engineer, you know, physicist, super intelligent dude to talk to. He's one of the smartest people I know. I love picking his brain. He's also like, he's, he's, he's seasoned. I don't like to call him old because, but he's very seasoned. And he's such a good pilot. So he's been doing, he's been treat, trying to teach me this instinctive flying where you pretty much give up your know-how of orientations and anything you've kind of knew before. He kind of like, he kind of makes the point, he's like, leave it at the door, man. Just trust me and give it about a good two, three weeks and you will see improvement. And it, there is a lot of improvement, you know. Uh, you guys saw me, I was showing you guys some screenshots or some sharing my screen on my flying. And I've always been able to do a lot of these things, but his just, it's just, his methods just teach you so much. And it's pretty cool. You know, you got guys that are very seasoned who are actually like F3C champions doing it now, you know, and it's pretty amazing. Um, so my plan has improved a little bit. Um, I'm getting kind of exciting because I'm kind of working my wife on my Christmas, on my birthday gift coming up November 22nd. And she's already renounced the idea of, uh, not buying me a helicopter, so I'll have the 580N for for my birthday. Nice. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, that's awesome, a, man. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't know you were planning on getting one. That's cool. I wasn't planning on getting one either, but I'm not going to turn down a free helicopter from the wife. So. <laughs> that's just stupid talk, right there. What are you guys thinking? Well, no, I mean, is, if you were going to get a free helicopter, is that the one that you would pick right now? Uh, actually, yeah, I got I kind of got everything. You know, I thought about getting the three blade Kraken. But I've yes. never had a three blade. Like I never had a big three blade. I had the three blade cube from Oxy, the Oxy three cube. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see the big deal on the, I don't ride, I don't run outrageous head speeds. Like, I don't know. Like I run like 2300 on my five, on my 700. That's pretty high though. So, so it's not like I'm a big, like, but it's still not like crazy high. You don't want to get that, um, that's that correct. Uh, no, no, no. What was the one that we, we were talking about the other day? Um, the HD 750. Yeah, no. It's on, <laughs> that has zero part support. <laughs> you know, no. So, so stuff like that, like, uh, like I know that, like, there's helicopters out there other than goblins that I would like to own just for, say, I had a TDR or a Diablo. But they're just, they're, they're a boutique and they're just, to me, they're just doesn't seem like a fun helicopter. Like, I would not want to fly it to beat the dirt out of it because I know oh, no, what's wrong with it. Absolutely not. I, I would feel, um, I would, I feel like I'd have to fly it incredibly gingerly, you know? Yeah. And I mean, that's it, just, it just wouldn't be fun because I'm not that good. If I was good enough that I didn't have to worry about crashing it or I had enough money and slash parts, but yeah, you're, you're, I feel the same way, man. Yeah. Like I don't crash often. And most of the time when I've crashed, you know, hate to say this, it hasn't been my fault. There's been a few ones where it's been, oof, I completely take credit for this one, but those are, those are far few in between there. A lot of the time is a, it's a mechanical failure or something happened, you know? How did you crash your, how did you crash your uh, Kraken at the um, event last year? Or was it more than once or? 
No, I, I crashed my Kraken at flying at my practice field here in in Miami. I thought you cracked. I thought you crashed it on that event that you went to up in Virginia. No, that, I crashed my black nitro there. Oh, okay, okay. Was yeah, that, that a nitro. pilot error, or was that did something happen to it? Uh, I think that I, uh, it's pretty much my um, my fly brothers took a shit. And it, and it's reason for it, man. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm, I, I don't have any, uh, hangar queens, dude. My helicopters are not pristine. My helicopters are flown they are flown and they're flown hard. And the reason why I love goblins so much is because they require very little maintenance, but that doesn't mean that everything else on the helicopter doesn't require some maintenance, you know, and <laughs> the Nia that I had on it, which had been in a few crashes from other helicopters and I bought it used. So yeah, I was, I was playing with, with fire and I got burnt. Um, and that happens. It was a generation one and I had it in a different case and there were just things that just caused that could have caused an issue. And, and I've had the helicopters funny because I just swapped the motor on it, on it last weekend. And I was like, man, how many flights do I have in this helicopter? And on my flight log alone this year, I have over 70 flights on the helicopter on one of my machines. Nice. And granted, it's, a, it's, it's used a lot, but it's not like, it's like my 570 was like 150 for the year. So, so it's one of those things that you kind of expect that something's going to happen. But, um, but going back, I don't usually crash much. Like it's not my fault. Like I don't drive it into the ground. Uh, usually it's a mechanical failure or electronical favor or something like that. And it could be many things, man. I don't really worry about crashing that much, but I wouldn't want to like, I wouldn't try doing like practice pair flips or the Augie flip, like I, I call it, on a Diablo, even though it, it probably does it amazingly. It just seems like if something were to happen with it, I'd be, I'd be regretting putting it in, you know? Like, I, like if I put my 570 in, I'll just be mad because I have to wrench, not because I have to pay for the parts because I have enough of the parts. So after that, funny you guys were talking about the people and the hobby and stuff like that because I made a really cool post this week, I think, talking about what my, what's my favorite part of the hobby on the hangar. And my post came out, started with, you know, um, what my favorite part is and why I think about it. And I picked my a really good friend of mine, actually, Doug Darby. And, you know, he had this little collection of like extra uh, balls for your ball links. And he literally split his collection with me so I could have them. So I could have some of them, right? And I needed one for a repair that I was doing. So it came in like super, super handy. And I know if I wouldn't have had that, I would have had to order parts and it would have taken me a lot longer. And I was able to make the the, fi- the repair in 15 minutes instead of like a couple of days. So that's one of the things that I really uh, agree with you guys when it comes to the people, helping people out or getting helped out. It's pretty amazing. And, you know, on the other side of the spectrum this week, uh, my buddy Don Shaw, who is local to me, He's like converting everything from Icon to V-Bar. So he's like been buying a few V-Bar needles for that, but he bought it. He bought all my minis and I had like three V-Bar minis and he's going to put them as a little 450 and it's 500. So this week we've kind of been going over the phone and we've done like some video chats and, you know, I've, I I fucked them up with Ronald Thomas, who's the Mikado uh, tech support. 
who's awesome, who really knows everything. And every time I send him a message, he'd like send me a link to a video, like mad props to Mercado, especially Ronald Thomas for doing such a great job with those guys, man. He's so, and this is like sending text messages, uh, Facebook messages at like 10 o'clock at night. He's like, oh, wow, yeah, yeah, this is what you gotta do. This is what you gotta do. Don't worry about that, do this. And then do that, just constant advice at any time of the night. So, and I really appreciate that, man. Mad props to those guys. Uh, and Brian at Mercado, all those guys are pretty awesome to deal with. So if any one of you guys ever need something, don't hesitate to reach out to those guys. Um, oh yeah, so this Saturday will be my last weekend of flying for about three weeks. You know, I'm going and Abuelita has left me. You know, I have a new baby niece. So <laughs> Abuelita, Abuelita less mode. Pardon me? Abuelita less mode. Yeah, that's exactly what I am. And I have no, my mother-in-law, I am very blessed to have an amazing mother-in-law who takes care of my child every Sunday. So I can have Sunday fun day, you know, uh, my wife who lets me have those, you know, and everybody who's supporting, who supports me. I can't really say how thankful I am. Um, but other than that, guys, I think that's it. You know, uh, looking forward to buying a new helicopter next month and uh that's about it well you know you, you mentioned the uh <clears throat> all of the engineering prowess of, of augie and i've been stalking his website lately looking at the the, the cat pack stuff I, for, I forget what oh was. the x guard dude yeah yeah awesome. the x guard i need to get awesome. i need to get some of those and well because I, I started off looking for the the braces for the the kraken frame mm -hmm. and uh, i didn't realize that he's the guy who makes and sells those too yeah yeah so they're really awesome. Uh, I have them on mine. Yeah, wow. it seems it seems like a good thing to have. You know, looking at the just how much weight is is on them, and just like the positioning of 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 how well, everything attaches to the frame. It seems like it's they, funny because kind of I got them like a year and a half ago. I got them a while ago, and I didn't install them once I first built the helicopter. It's like, oh, this helicopter built. I'm not taking apart screws to put something else I don't need in there, right? But yeah, he sent them to me anyways because because he, uh, he sent me a set of frames. For a 700 Kraken Nitro, so I, I got the frames for it, and I got all the parts. Being that I have two black nitros, I can convert my Kraken to a nitro really quickly. So I have that laying there, and he sent me these pieces. Like, hey man, you should try these out. I'm like, oh okay, I will. So I hadn't used them before, and then I and I had a then I had a failure. Uh, I'll take credit for this one. This was bad builder failure, and I came in and I lost the. Uh, the power on my the screw that holds the main pinion on to from the motor to the transmission so my one way was just spinning for no reason so i came down pretty hard and i busted up the two uh side frames or the whatever they call them god i'm a bad uh sab pilot i should know this stuff <laughs> I am. You should know this stuff. I'm going right? to go. I'm, I, I, <laughs> Uncle Ron, please don't give me a lecture about this. I'm sorry. I'll make it up. <laughs> but yeah, so I crashed it and the, those, those side fairings got pretty They got both of them broke, which, but that was it though. That was it. It was that and the blades. So if that's the only thing I have to worry about, I'm pretty happy about that. But now that I have them, it, even, they feel stiffer. Like I don't, like if I come in on a bad, bad auto and I lose head speed like two feet from the, from the ground and it slams in the ground, I don't see it doing anything bad to it. Uh, so yeah, highly recommend those, man, if you want to get them. Yeah. yeah no, no, a little I extra um, regular, anything. Well, I have them in the, uh, I have them actually 
I've got a web browser open right now with like all of the pieces that I need from from him in a in a cart. So it's one two of the X cards and then the, a couple of the buzzers. And yeah, uh, the buzzers are nice, man. Actually, because I got you to get the prototype bu- buzzer. Like mm-hmm. I got the first one that he designed and I can send you a video of it and you can be like good 40, 50 feet from it and still hear it like okay. loud. Like, yeah. And I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll probably be buying one of those before I, at least before I finish the cracking. it's, it's still, it's still kind of in a work in progress. I'll, I'll talk about that when it's the bench time. Um, um but yeah, that's about it for me, man. Uh, Javier, you want to jump on the bench part? Yeah, for sure. I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No way. You actually don't not believe have it. anything to say? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking, um, you know, other podcasts say that they take a no fly. I take a no bench. I basically, uh, I did nothing on the helicopters that are on the bench other than, you know, just uh, do some minor maintenance for flying, you know, basically fly, flying prep for, for when I came out. But the 420 is still in the same state of disarray. And but the other helicopters that 420? Because I, I feel like it's my need to talk you into selling that helicopter and buying more I tried. I, I've been trying like every week, man. You, you've seen, you've seen like me commenting in our, ta- in our chat group. Have your trade for something you want. Trade it for something. Hey, yes. I got this. I'll trade like it for Paul's, this. Like Paul's Oxy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Javier would do that. Javier has loved Stefano and Enrico way too much to ever buy another brand of helicopter. Yeah, I would. Pr- I would probably end up buying uh, another 380 or something. But Whatever, I don't man. know. You I wanted I, to buy a blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. He that's wouldn't do why. that. He's just saying that. He, that's just him being resentful. Dude, the blade is <laughs> a really nice helicopter, though. I, I wouldn't mind having it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it is nice, but uh, you know, of course, if I had the money. I would get a 580 for sure. You sure you wouldn't get a Kraken? Uh, well, get a 580 Kraken. Oh, 580. 580 Sorry, yes. I'm, I'm at the 700 Kraken. Oh, no, not, not yet. yet. Not yet. I, you know, it's a big price tag difference. Dude, I'm telling you, once you get the 580, once you get a 700 Goblin or any, any 700, once you get one, man, you will stop flying the other helicopters, man. Paul can attest to this. I can attest, I can attest to this. I'm it selling is, all of them. I just don't fly them. It's not fun anymore. The 700 is just, oh. <laughs> it just has a boatload of power. It floats more. It just feels better. It's more stable. You know, everything. It knows you better than you know it. How's that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you don't have a 700. The 700 has you. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm just telling you, man. I can't wait till Archer next year. Where you, well, yeah, I'll let you fly at my 700s. Well, you know, I, Javier, you've, you've flown a 700. Just not, you've just never owned one, right? No, I haven't flown a 700 yet. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, you're going to scream like a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> also, can't attest. <laughs> dude, just we the first time I flew the Spectre, that like, I, I, literally, I literally had to land it because I thought I was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> oh. But, yes, I, I can so attest this that you got to get – you got to – I want to keep hammering this year. My goal is by before next season, we get you into a 700. Even if I have to build you one from parts that I have, I will – Should we do – should we do like a GoFundMe? Do you think we have enough Dude, people you know to – what? To, we, if, if every person like, contributed $1. You know, like Pedro for president, we should do Javier for 700 shirts. Javier for 700? Yeah. I, <laughs> I think we we'd sell, sell at least four of them. Into a kit. Yeah. You know? We can do his face in the front and Javier for 700 and then the Skits Up podcast in the back. 
Dude, I'm down for it. I would wear that. I, I would so wear too. the shit out of that. Oh, dude, everybody would sell it. Everybody, would everyone, buy it. everyone would see would see that on my Monday morning Zoom calls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, have you? Yeah, well, and, and, I'll, and I'll make and I'll make a sad face for the picture. <laughs> oh no! Like with those big eyes. <laughs> no, you know what it is. Uh, Javier, uh, Nitro for Javier. I think that would sell so much more. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I then I wouldn't fly it, dude. But you would though. Like you, you, you say this, and this is this. I, I'm telling you, I have friends. They're like, no, man, I'll never have a Nitro. And like uh, my friend Jermaine, Jermaine is an amazing pilot, like a hundred times better than I am. You know, just I've learned a lot of my maneuvers from him. And before he only had his 570 Nitro and he had like a 600 line. Now he has a bunch of 700 Goblins. He has a boatload of Nitros. And he's like, yeah, dude, Nitro's so much more fun. It's so much more, you have to be on it so much different. Like you think the sensation is cool in the three minutes you're flying your electrics, right? Well, you get about seven minutes on a Nitro, but you don't, you have to, you don't have the same power. You have to be on top of it the whole time. It's amazing, dude. I can't even express to you. Yeah. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. You're gonna fly mine, and then you're gonna offer to buy mine before you leave Urcha. I want to. I'm 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 gonna fly yours, and, I, and I'm gonna say, you know, I was right. I don't like it. Here's your here's your here's your oh control and your helicopter. But here's what happens: out of every every let's say every hundred times that I go to the field, I have a problem maybe eight or nine times out of a hundred, but there's not the only helicopter I take. So if I can't fly my nitro, I have a boatload of electrics that I can fly. Yeah. And but, I have but, a fast charge. But what's the, what's the point? I mean, what, what's the point if you have a helicopter and, and you keep having issues with it? I mean, why not fly it if you own it? Yeah, but I'm not saying not to, not saying you can't fly it. I'm saying you're having problems with it, right? So let's say it's not right. It's not tuned for the weather. It's something's wrong with it, you know, and, and need a. No, 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 no. At, at the fun flight that I went, I saw, um, you know, these guys with the typical nitro problems. You know, they, it wouldn't start. They were like cranking it like, like hours and then it, it wouldn't start. Then it started and then, the, and then it died. You know, I, I don't need but that. But that doesn't happen all the time, Javier. That's like saying, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to live in Wisconsin because it snows all the time there. They, they, there's nice, it's like a that bad analogy. might not analogy. be a good analogy because I think it actually does snow there all the time. No, not at all. <laughs> it's there's some nice times, winter. right? <laughs> or I'll say Seattle because that's, that's the conversation I have with Augie. So I'll say that it's like, it's cold. It's really cold sometimes, but it's pretty nice a lot of the times. So there was there was a guy there, there was a guy last week that or two weeks ago that had a, a huge gas plane, uh, or it was, yeah, it was a gas plane, and he, he couldn't get it started, and he tried for for like an hour that I was there, and he only brought that one plane, and he never got it started. <laughs> he, he just packed it up and went home. <laughs> like, oh, I've, seen that. I've seen that happen, but that's not nitro. That's gas problems, man. You know those. It's it's messy and it's unreliable. You know that, those are two but things that I but, just don't like. I mean, I I don't have the. It's time. unreliable if you're bad at it, Javier. Yeah, like no. I mean, you have. It is though, but if, of, I mean, I hear stories. You know, they 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 rust if you don't take good care of them. They're all messy. They lube they, themselves. They're they like vaginas. More, they create more vibrations. <laughs> um, they are unreliable. That's it, folks. We're done for tonight. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not bought on them. I mean, honestly, even if they fly, even if they do fly better, Dude, I, I'm not buying so it. much better. Like I can't even, oh. 
Javi, Javi, with all the uh, cariño that I have for you, Jesus, with all the love that I have for you, brother, the minute you fly him, if you don't totally fall in love with one, you have no soul. It's just different, it's a, man. It's, it's a pretty steep, pretty steep consequence to level at someone there, Javi or uh, Frank. Yeah, <laughs> you have no soul. You can't. You can't. You can't have no like, soul. What 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 was the name of those guys? The um, on the Harry Potter movies, the uh, the the guardians, the kind of the guards of the of the of the of the prison. Oh, the, the in Azkaban. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I know. Mentors. I the mentors. The mentors. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 a dementor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're just no giving soul. me all sorts of all sorts of Photoshop uh, ideas here for T-shirts involving Javier. <laughs> and Nitro. Yeah, we got to we got to get we Javier. Do. We got to get Javier Nitro Nitro 700. We need a skids up shirt with Javier's Javier friend. Okay, it's gonna happen. We'll do that. I will. I will take that on. I I will do that. I have a license <laughs> I'm, to Photoshop. I'm still not gonna own a Nitro. You, you won't have a choice. Yeah, I'm gonna show up. Gonna then, show up then, we'll just make you, then we'll just make you feel like shit for not for not flying the nitro that no, we all is, pitched into. Is, is everyone gonna feel bad? You know, I'm gonna make everyone feel bad that you know I won't. I I'll finish my first gallon of nitro, and I won't be able to to you know insert uh, you know sad sad violin music here. Um, you know, then I won't have any 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 possibility of getting more nitro, and then the helicopter will just stand there, start to rust. And start feeling there, like you know, not not being loved. And well, in in that same time, I'm just gonna keep on using my four GT 500s and charging the heck out of my batteries and flying my electrics. Javier, you you know how to ruin a wet dream, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's our second T-shirt slogan. <laughs> okay, well, I'm taking the mic from Javier then because he doesn't have any bench updates. Um, I only have one, and that is the Kraken is almost finished. Nice. Um, I think the last time we talked, I was missing two pieces, right? I needed the motor yeah, yeah. in the ESC, and um, you know, I was gonna I was gonna work with Frank on that one, and I almost got to the point of of buying them, but I. Oh man, uh, this kit came up for sale, what I was not expecting, and <laughs> I just bought it. So, <laughs> so basically. The you know the motor and the ESC retail for I think eight hundred dollars together mm-hmm. if you were to buy the the two hundred amp and the um and the and the Scorpion motor or uh, the hobby which was the hobby one um it's the one it's actually the one that we had talked about the I forget oh the, the forty five it's the ultimate yeah yeah so, so I have I have three of those okay order. which is so it was the one I was looking for you know this this Kraken kit came up for or basically bind and fly if you flew Spectrum it was a bind and fly Kraken. Um, for thirteen hundred dollars, with that's a great deal, man. I mean, when it's got the it's got spectrum it had spectrum servos on it, but it's the good ones. Like the they're basically rebranded experts. They're really nice servos. Oh yeah, the ones for that you can pull the plugs out. Well, no. So it's the same mechanisms, but you cannot pull the plugs out. But it, I mean, it's the same case. It's the same internals. It's just spectrum branded experts. Um, but it had an Icon two on it. Um, you know, spectrum sats the mo- the motor, the ESC, and then. Um, Basically, I mean, it's basically everything—an uh, entire an entire package for thirteen hundred dollars. So I, I just I just bought it. I didn't even think about it. I just bought it. I sold the icon and the sats for that for one hundred and fifty uh, this week. So essentially, I got a complete Kraken kit ready to put a Spirit on it, uh, and then I have the Spirit um, all in one unit—the Spirit Two plus the Jetty receiver. So I already had that one, and so I'm basically I got everything else—an entire kit minus an FBL for eleven $1, hundred and fifty dollars, which I just couldn't turn down. 
It's an awesome um, dude. And it's, it turned out to be actually the same exact dude I bought the Spectre from, which is crazy. And I told him, I was like, hey, man, if you're, if you're, just, gonna, if you're just like selling a 700 in the future, just call me. You know, you don't, you don't even post it on Helifreak. Just give me a call. I'll probably buy it. Um, so I took, I took the, the ESC and the motor out, and I've got the rest of, you know, I already had servos for it. So if this, the servos are still on the, the donor or on the, the blue one. And I just have that lying around. And I think what I'm going to do with it is... You know, I've been looking at the the prototype images from uh, gas-powered helicopters, and there's going to be a Kraken gasser. So I have essentially everything I need for a Kraken gasser. Dude, uh, that's going to be so badass too. Because flying around, <laughs> it's it's different than the original Goblin gasser, which is what I had. I had one, yeah, and, the tank, yeah. and the tank was up front. This is actually a tank in the back, so you actually have mm-hmm. a good chance of having good uh, center of gravity on it. So Do you it might have any uh, really insight? Good. Do you have any insight on when that's going to be? This is one of the reasons I want to have Carrie on the show. So I, I want to hear about. We got to get Carrie on here. I got. Yeah, I'll, I know. I'll send him a message this week. Next time you want to. Next time we record, because so, I'm not going to try to go with the two weeks because the, then I just get mad. Project architect uh, upset yeah. because things we don't have we don't follow the schedule. But next time we record, let me know. Uh, we, let's guarantee it to me a week in advance, and I'll get Carrie on for us because he's already. Oh, said that, sounds, that sounds awesome. Because yeah, I mean, he said he would uh, come on with us. Okay. Cause I've got 90% of a, of a, you know, uh, well, 90%, I've got a 100% of what's needed before the gas conversion, mm-hmm. uh, ready to go. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. The, the, my bougie, my, my bad and bougie golden Kraken is. Oh dude, dead. that is so it's, badass, dude. It's it is horrific, like juvenile <laughs> mid, mid two thousands. It's like the juvenile helicopter. You know, my my helis are reckless. Get my helis are reckless. Way. I got a, I got a midget hanging from my necklace. Yeah. Kraken, Kraken hanging from a necklace. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That would make for an awesome uh, so I will, I'll send you some pictures when it's done. It's almost finished, but um, there was a minor hiccup in the sense that it didn't come with landing gear. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and those are coming, by the way, actually. So just so you know, oh, I, had a chance I appreciate to go. that, man. Thanks. I, I actually bought a new set anyway, because I, I feel like I figured I wanted a black set for... Um, uh, for the So for the, for the gasser version, I'm going to go with the red canopy that came with the Kraken kit that I bought from you. Yeah. So it'll be a red, it'll be a red gasser. And it, the one that I bought from this other guy had white landing gear. So I needed another set regardless, but I do appreciate, I do appreciate. Um, yeah. I mean, I was, uh, for those listening, I, um, I mentioned that to, to Frank at like 11 o'clock one night and he was like, I, I, I got it. I got you covered. So I appreciate that, Frank. No, dude, it's my it, pleasure. Uh, and I, I thought just, that I might've just misplaced it, but no, I did not. It was the, the bag was sealed. It was, uh, and it was just, wasn't in it. So Dude, it happens, man. They've been trying to crank these kits out so much. Yeah. Every time that they, like you saw how I was able to get yours, right? Yours, oh, I, yeah, I had to it, put a pre-order in. And as soon as it came in, it was out the door the same day. Yeah, that was insanely fast. Uh, yeah, I don't dude. think I fully relayed to you how grateful I was for that entire process. No, so, dude, you don't you have know, to the thank guys, that, dude. It's well, my it's just, just for you and, you and Kyle. And, you know, thank you guys so much. That was, yeah, that was thank awesome. Kyle, actually. Kyle's thank a, you, Kyle. Kyle and Bert, man. Those guys, you, those Bert. guys get more pestered and annoyed by me than anyone else. You know, like I got to really say, <laughs> you know, you know, the, you, people would think they're competitors, but they're really partners with me. You know, they, they've helped those, both those guys helped, helped out tremendously on the hangout and making it big. You know, those guys invited all their friends when we were starting the hangout and they all joined like, you know, Nick Johnson, um, That's cool. That's Bobby cool. Watts. So big thanks to those guys always. And they've like, I kid you not, 
Art's been like a mentor. You're not trying to kiss his ass because I'll call him grumps every day of the week if I could. And we got into some pretty heated conversations, but he's given me a lot of great advice. And he's been a like, as a business owner, he's given me a lot of advice on my own business. You know, something that he didn't have to worry about, but he's taught me a lot. So yeah, he, he gets all kinds of emails from me in the middle of the night and, and messages and texts and Facebook messages. Uh, so he, that's cool. Those, those are guys. I mean, it all goes like, back to the whole people thing, you know, like, it's, yeah, it is. The, the hobby's a, the hobby's a real cool place to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, if you fly nitro hobby, <laughs> <laughs> this is, no, there's, there's a circle, me. there's a circle of trust Javier and you are outside of it. Cause you're yeah. not happy. You don't have a nitro. I mean, I don't have one either. Oh, unless I don't have you get one your hands dirty. You're not in the group. I'm not in the group. I don't have a nitro. I'm, I'm a dementor. I'm a dementor. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That was, I mean, that's it for me. That's the only bench update that I have. Um, my wife is now suspiciously eyeing two Krakens in the garage and wondering how many more of them there will be. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. You leave them in the garage. No, dude, you got to put them in the living room like I do. Still have three or four big 700s in the living room, <laughs> half apart. I have, actually, I keep two of them in, I, I build them. I build them all in the house. I don't build them in the garage. I store, yeah, no, I don't do that. I dude, if I take a picture of my, of my living house. room, like my dining room, like on our dining room table, there is like 700 right now. <laughs> and I built plenty of, I've, I've replaced plenty of 700 uh, nitro engines on my dining room table. You know, it's just, it's yeah, just, I mean, that's where I build, I build and maintain or repair all of mine on the dining room table. Uh, and I, then they I usually am, stay, they usually stay outside and then show up in the background of my daughter's zoom elementary school class. Cause there's just like a helicopter tail sticking out behind the, behind the camera. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's three or four helicopters in my dining room, in my dry, dining room table or dining room, uh, room next because of COVID. My daughter has her own new makeshift office, which my wife oh, yeah. manages for her. That's cool. So you can see in the background that we, I had to move the table over a little bit so she could have her space, especially for her schooling. So yeah, I moved the table, but there's still a bunch of helicopters on the floor. And then that area is like <laughs> a maze. You got to walk around to get all around all the helicopter stuff. There's like boxes of parts. <laughs> um, no. So for the bench for me, the only thing I'm doing, I am updating all my Neos. So I get the new lightness and the new toe uh, correction, not correction, but uh, new tail system, which slows down all the, all the shaking or whatever that they do from V-Bar. Uh, I got some new batteries coming in on Friday, which is, I'm kind of sad that I got those, even though they're great batteries, they're Gen Ace. I, uh, the guys from Mikado are coming out with the new, are, are going to be distributing the new Maniac, uh, Mania X batteries. And I'm really excited about those. Those are the ones that CD and Duncan fly and I'll be selling those as well. So I'll be getting myself a few sets to try out and on the 580 and on the 700 Kraken. Um, other than that is I have up, I swapped the motor on my black nitro number one to a modified engine that I actually got from Kenny Hutton. Uh, he's done a few, he's done a few motor mods on it. So I'm looking forward to see how that works out. It was a spare one five that I had. Uh, what else? What else? What else? I, um, I'm re doing, replacing the landing gear on my original 570. I got fuel coming for the 570 Nitro. And other than updates, that's just about it, man. That's uh, my whole bench right there. All right. 
that's 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 kind of a good sign though it means that all of us have <clears throat> you know because we all have a decent number of helicopters and you know most of them are flying and doing well mm-hmm. so yeah i mean i haven't done I, I just realized i haven't done hardcore maintenance on a helicopter in a long time i haven't I haven't really built a helicopter outside of this uh, outside of this Kraken build. It's been a long time since I've spent this much time uh, building. You know, for the last four months, I haven't hardly haven't touched uh, a wrench at all. I've just been flying and not crashing. Even more importantly, <laughs> that's the most important. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, hey, that's. Um, I think that's that's all the stuff. The bench. So, yeah. What the last part is? You know, what uh, what do you guys have on the on the horizon? What's what's coming up? I know. I know. Javier is about to batten down the hatches for winter, but yes. for the rest of us, fun is still there to be had. Uh, yes, yes. Well, I uh, I made a list. Uh, I know that I won't be able to um, to complete it, but I made a list regardless. Wait, um, you won't be able to complete it talking about it because it's so long? Or no, 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 no. I won't be able. To, I won't be able to bring it to fruition. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. Sorry. Oh, that, that was a good jab, by the way. Kudos <laughs> on you. I finally started rub off on you. Uh, hey, I, you are, you when, are. one cannot get, you know, excited about the hobby because, you know, uh, yeah, you know, and, and hate Nitro because all of a sudden, you know, people just come down on us. I'm just kidding, man. What's, uh, so what's, your, what's on your list? No, um, well, it's just that I, I, I made a kind of like a wish list. Um, uh, because because looking at the state of my of my helis, I would like to get them back to pristine condition, uh, especially the 500. So uh, I basically made a list of what it would take to get my heli fleet back to where I would say it's pristine condition, and that's fifteen hundred dollars. Which uh, some no, change for you, man. That, no, hold on. That seems that seems pretty high. Like, what's involved in that? That's that's two rekits. That in, that includes two rekits. That's why. That's why it's Wait, so high. Two like to complete. You only two have complete one down re-kits? helicopter. Well, it's just that the 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 five hundred. You know that I've done some heavy heavy repairs on it. You know, it has the the canopy that is all all banged up. The the tail room that is all banged up. It has a noise on the transmission that I don't like. I'm not really sure what it is. I'm pretty sure that there's at least a few bearings shot. I'm not sure if the motor is done or not. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I think that it would be good for that helicopter to go through, uh, at the very least, um, you know, full bearings, uh, which includes a swash, um, new, um, new new belts you know all all the all all the uh, maintenance parts and of course it would need a new set of main blades which i have uh, i have repaired with epoxy you know so I, I i thought that you know a the cost of all of that with a with a new kit uh would probably be around the same without the motor hopefully the motor is not the issue um so i think that a rekit would bring the helicopter back to where it should be because you know the the kit includes blades um, you know, they wouldn't be the switch blades that I've been liking, but at least they would have blades and I would, you know, I could swap the blades, the blades at a later date. No, well, I'm, but, okay, I'm, I'm wishing about doing okay, a rekit. Okay, hold on, hold on, because I want, I want to dissect this, this statement you just made. Right? So is this something that you feel like it will improve the flying ability of the helicopter or just the aesthetics of it? I think it would improve both. Uh, it has it has a noise and it has a uh, yeah, but the noise could be a bearing and that's a five dollar part. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. It it has some weird tendencies that I I 
I think something else is is is, is the culprit. So, so uh, there's only there's only so many moving pieces in that helicopter. Yeah, dude, that helicopter you can slap the box a couple of times and it falls apart built. So, uh, so I would say probably those tendencies are occurring because you have a vibration because you have a bad bearing. I bet you when that bearing is replaced, you would you a lot ninety percent of your problems would go away on the spot. Um, far as the aesthetics on those things, man, you gotta. I, I have this conversation with my buddy Don Shaw all the time, and he's always like, he's super OCD. Like he takes, and I, I love him to death, but I gotta say, he's super OCD, and he like buys all the stuff to get like the perfect wire length, and everything is just beautiful. And, and I'm like, dude, you need to have a fun fly helicopter, and you gotta have a beater helicopter. And so he doesn't have that many helicopters, but he has a few already. So he has different canopies, and he, he's starting to understand this. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah. The beater canopy and then the fun flight canopy. So, yeah, I always yeah. I, I always swap out my canopies before I go. Well, well, I mean, sometimes I'll fly them. You know, there's like people that are I'm hanging out with, and like my friends came in from out of town. They wanted to see me fly, and I had a nice canopy on. But most of the time, I uh, I just have a, a crappy canopy, and I don't even. I just now I've gotten to the point where I don't even take the crappy canopy off and put the nice one on on a regular basis. It usually just is the, the shitty ones just always on there and unless I want to show it to somebody and then I just want yeah, to no, no, I, 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 I just can't compare, you know, to me, goblins are, you know, uh, 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 and, and I think that we've talked about, you know, about this a while ago, you know, the romantic aspect of the hobby yeah. that, uh, you know, goblins to me is partly how they look, you know, how, why I like them is partly how, how they look. So to me, not looking pristine really bothers me. So um, that's in direct opposition to maneuvers that are most likely going to send it straight into the ground. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. know, But, but, and and I've repaired a bunch of canopies and I've kept them flying, but I've, I always keep in the back of my mind that I need to replace that canopy and get it back to how it should. That is is true. You know, and, and, you know, you you mentioned that I don't think I know anyone else that has done as many canopy repairs, like genuine canopy repairs with fiberglass cloth and everything uh, as you have. So yeah, you're right. You know, even though you might want to keep it pristine, a lot of times you don't, you just fix it and fly it. So, right, right. I fix it and fly it until, you know, it comes a time where I say, you know, I'm just, gonna spend the money to get a new one or it definitely needs to because you know the canopy is totally unpliable at, after a point but but i i definitely want to get it back to looking you know the the way it would it 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 it, 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 it should look and to top it all off the goblin 500 in the in that white red scheme even though i like the visibility of the drake much more and i really like the color scheme to me personally, aesthetically, the 500 is the most beautiful goblin, at least of the ones that I have. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's a beautiful color combination, and I'm, yes. I'm upset that I don't that I never had it because it's gorgeous. Yeah, and they don't is. make it anymore. <laughs> no, they don't. And I don't. And I don't know what it is. Also, you know, the landing gear, uh, the the 570 has you know the regular tubes, um, at least the sport. Um, but but the 500 sport, you know, has that aftermarket steel that beautiful carbon fiber landing gear. You know, I don't know what, what it is, you know, the, the height, the rake. I don't know what it is of, of the whole design of the 500 that to me is the best proportionate and the most aesthetically pleasing. So I think the 500 with the flippers, honestly, is one of the best looking designs. It's a horrible, oh my God, it's a horrible thing to fly. Yeah, oh my but God, uh, I think I love the look of it. I, yeah. I love the look of the, dude, I love the look of the flippers on the uh, Black Thunder too. 
I hate the flippers. You know. Well, nothing. do do you hate the way they look, or do you hate I the way, hate they, the way they look? I hate the way they function. I just because they don't them. function. They don't function at all. <laughs> no, and they do. And you know, no, not to say anything. Like, they don't. Right, I almost so. I almost killed one of my friend's helicopters flying it because I I uh, I had not landed on one of those before, and I didn't realize how crappy they actually were. They're, they're terrible. So they you know, out of all the things that Goblin has done so right and god please i'm asking for forgiveness already guys so don't don't kick me off the team out of all the things they've done right and i mean they've done so many right things i've never felt that those flippers were the right ones some people love them and i got you know love them they look they look like I, standing they look awesome but as far as at least me being or for someone new flying those flippers are very difficult i had them on my 380 back in the day and i couldn't wait you know i think me and chris river were the only people that order the updated heart the updated landing gears from italy before they were even in the united states i had to have them i just could it wasn't fun to fly i had to i would have to carry a um a big paper tile so and put it at the field so I could land on it. Well, that, dude, that's, exa- I mean, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like they, I think that they are a gorgeous complement to the design, but they're just, in my opinion, completely non-functional. Like they, they aren't landing gear. <laughs> uh, but I think they like hit it out the park with the, with the pipes. Yeah. And the, the big, uh, especially on the Kraken with the thinner pipes, I think they hit it out the park. It looks so good. And then when you can put the actual, instead of using the, the black, you can do the white. Oof, that's the sexiness right there, man. You can see that a mile away. It's good visibility. They're strong because they take so much abuse. That, that is a one issue that I do have with my 570 uh, plastic and pipes gears that they sag a lot. I don't, um, I don't yeah, have, but I have this on the nitro dude. And, and, and I've, and I've thrown some pretty aggressive autos and they've come plus. Uh, oh, no, I don't think they've, they've never broken. I mean, on a hard landing, but I think you said that the Kraken gear was stiffer, right? Like it was just, yeah. it, it held the weight. And also, if you ever have like, if you ever get a thunder or a, if you ever get a, either a competition or a thunder and go with the FAI landing gear, which are the thick, the thicker tubes, mm-hmm. those are pretty solid as well. Hmm. Like I don't you think I'll, you know, now that I've got multiple Krakens, <laughs> now that I've got one, now that I've got one point, one point two five Krakens. You're on me, dude. You're, you're definitely flossing harder than I am. You have two <laughs> Krakens. I only have, only have one. Well, I, I told you, I, I unintentionally bought that last one. Moving on. Hey, I haven't finished. I still have uh, two more. Oh no, my God, really? You are finished, Javier. Yes. I, I, I still have two more bullets. No. Okay. Are any of them computer related? No, 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 no! They're not computer related. Oh, damn, I thought that was going to be my do. Oh, that was a good. That was a good thought. That was a good thought, Frank. Yeah. Well, actually, it's it's just it, it's just one. We've already talked about the, the, the other one. Well, the other the only thing that I'm that I'm going to talk about, with that, which I touched about it briefly on my small um, participation at the beginning, that um, you know wow. the, the actual goals that I have for this winter. So. The, the goals that I made after after flying this season, figuring out what I can, what I can't do, and what I want to go uh, to strengthen a little bit more my, my overall flying and also to make it look uh, not the same. You know, I've, I've come to a point where my flights look pretty much the same because I'm doing the same things all over, over and over again. So I want to add a little bit more uh, variety to, uh, to the flight. So thinking about that, what I want to do is uh, the half pyro flip transitions, um, you know, which are those uh, types of flights uh, where 
very smoothly you you come from one direction and you transition to the other and then start flying back uh, towards uh, the other the other direction um, in in you know in one smooth motion so that's that's one of the things that I'm gonna try to do also I'm gonna start working on funnels on the other directions so you know the uh, the, the the funnels that I currently do which are the nose down and the tail down um, I'm gonna start practicing also on the um, on the other directions of the other funnels, because what I want to achieve is what I believe that uh, Paul, you have already achieved, if I remember correctly, which are funnel figure eights. So yeah. that's going to be my goal. But in order to be able to do that, I need to do the funnels in the other direction. Um, and uh, the other thing that I really want to try to to get done, which I think this is going to be very difficult, um, mostly because whenever it goes wrong. The completely the, the helicopter is completely and absolutely destroyed. Um, is uh, faster, uh, lower, and tighter hurricanes. So, um, oh man, I have a, such a hard time with fast, low hurricanes. Like yes, yes, but but those. I, I those, feel like I, it's such an easy thing to do, but it's not. You know, it's not. It's not. And and because because what 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 happens with hurricanes is that when you start to speed them up. A very small mistake dumps you into the ground. That's yeah. the problem with hurricanes. So, um, what I want to to try to control is to do that. So, um, I want to get them, you know, perfectly flat, you know, 180, and uh, on 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 at the same, keeping the same altitude during the circle, and actually a circle and not on the lips. So that's what I want to work on first, and then after that, it should be. Not simple, but simpler to start getting them lower in altitude until I feel comfortable. Uh, you know, I'm not going to fly them like Kyle, of course, that flies them, you know, five inches off the ground. But at least, you know, uh, at, at, a, at, a, at a height that is comfortable and still looks nice. So that's uh, that's basically what I'm going to try to do. It's uh, It sounds simple and sounds small, but it's, it's going to be, I'm thinking, pretty pretty large list and I'm not sure actually if I'm going to be able to complete it during winter, but that's, uh, that's what I'm going to be trying during, uh, my hiatus from, uh, real flying. Well, man, I think what would be fun to do would be, um, you know, you said you usually sim early in the morning on the weekends. Uh, if any of us are around early in the morning on the weekends and aren't actually flying because it's not a frozen wasteland where we live, uh, we you. should do a, we should do a group, like do a group sim session, you know, whenever you're simming in the mornings on the weekends, I think it'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Actually. We, we do, I do, I'm simming every night now. And what I've been doing is sharing my screen on the hangout on live. And okay. it's pretty cool because then I got something to look at after I get done flying. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, highly, I'm down for that. Let me know when. Sure, as long as we do it on next, I'm good. Right. Well, None of this um, accuracy stuff, you know. Uh, <laughs> that, that's my main my main sim, but I still I also have next. So we'll you had next, that. right? We'll, we'll forgive you, dude. Next. We'll forgive you. Don't worry. No, I'll forgive you for using next, but that's a different one. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. You know, you. Well, I, I, I ever look. You, you're you're walking a thin line here. Okay. No nitro, and you're using accuracy. We, you know. Well, we the, only, the, only, the only reason why I'll respect Next is, is, because, is, is two things. One, Michael is an amazing guy. And, uh, and second, um, you know, Kevin Sassir, is, is, that's his sim of choice. So, so the, I, I actually do have... And bullet point there. three, it's an amazing simulator. 
you know, yeah, there's that too. Awesome. Well, I I swear about all this extra. Well, crap. it's it's gonna go in, into into discussion mode, but <laughs> but I feel that accuracy. I mean, I personally, I feel like accuracy is much closer right, we, to we my real cut, life. We can right cut now. this out about accuracy. Okay, doesn't <laughs> doesn't have to go in there. Okay. And and actually, oh, I and I forgot to say when when I had my friend come over to help him with the blade. <laughs> Uh, he also wanted me a recommendation on, on on Sim, and guess what I recommended? Well, when my guy, look, man, who, you're just hurting this guy. Snapped his <laughs> snapped his tail off left left ways. Asked for a Sim for recommendation. I told him next. So yeah. there you go. Well, uh, that's that's one one. That's not the bad score. <laughs> exactly. I, I canceled out your I canceled out your recommendation. Yes. With my yeah. Own. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> even you 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 are the great pacifier. The great equalizer. <laughs> Okay, so um, for the future, for me, uh, Javier, you bring hey, up but I'm not done. The, uh, you, you yes, you are done. You, you are done. Yeah, cutting Javier, me you're off, done. man. You're done. You're what's you're done. Done. what's if, the matter with you guys? You are done, dude. You you are essentially it's like you're two thirds of the of the podcast, and me and me and poor Paul were fighting here for a little one third spot, you know. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right, guys. Go ahead. I'll just I'll just keep it on for the next one. And it's not like these podcasts are a finite resource, man. We'll do another one. <laughs> look, at this rate, we'll do another one in three weeks. You'll get you have plenty of information to. Go I on feel on three weeks. But 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 you're gonna do the time. fuel thing next. I mean, what am I gonna do? Well, you can still talk in there. You can still get some information from it, dude. Carrie's been flying helicopters for. 30 something years. He's a, he, he used to fly F to FAI. There's plenty of stuff you can ask him that's not gas related. You know? Okay. Uh, point taken. He's, oh my God. He listens. <laughs> Stubborn Javier actually gave me a, give me a, we'll have to note. We'll have to note that that sounded like a concession to me. Point taken. That, that, that was before. a concession just because it wasn't directly related with fuel. Uh, all right. Okay. Re remember, you're done. You're done, you're done, Javier. I'm moving on. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's see. Future updates are short and sweet. Um, first off, remember I told you guys like a year ago now, I think. Well, not a year ago, maybe like six, seven months ago, um, that my uh, Groppner transmitter bit the dust and I, I needed it. That's basically why I switched to Jetty. Well, I just found out that they, well, I didn't just find out, but they are back in business in North America, which means that I can fix my transmitter, which means that I can then sell my transmitter and all of my related Gropner stuff, which means I'll be able to recuperate at least some of the money that I spent on it. Well, I'm super excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I saw that. I saw your post. That's, yeah, I'm so excited about that. I mean, I, I, I'm upset that I didn't actually get to experience Gropner because I did really, really like it. But you know, when it broke and they went out of business, literally the same exact freaking week, um, or they didn't go out of business, but they stopped operations. Um, I was mainly just kind of pissed off that I couldn't sell it because uh, I was going to go to something else and I'm stuck with this, you know, transmitter that is essentially completely fine minus one piece that I can't get fixed. So I actually mailed it in today and hopefully we'll get it back soon and I can, I can get it, get, get send it off to someone who will appreciate it more than me. Um, let's see. But one one thing that you brought up, Javier, that I think was a really good point, and I'm gonna I'm actually focusing on that. It's, it's for in the in the near future is getting my altitudes consistent across my, you know, my funnels, my hurricanes, my I mean, just literally anything anything that I do, I, I find that I'm always higher closer to me, and then lower farther away from me. So I end up with this like kind of slightly slanted orbit 
uh, instead of like a perfectly flat funnel, it'll, it'll peak up when it comes towards me and then go back down. And then and I've, I've been trying my best to flatten those things out. And I, I just haven't been able to do it very well. So I can, you know, like it's, it's kind of, and I'm sure it's weird to see from someone else's perspective that, you know, I'll do a funnel that'll just for some reason, just go, go up when it gets close to me and then go almost to the ground uh, when it's farther away. So that's, that's what I'm going to be focusing on as well. Nice. That's, that's, that's funny because the, the exact opposite is what happens to me. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is weird. Well, and then also, you know, I'm, I'm probably, I think every maneuver that you said you need to work on in one direction, I'm fine in that direction and I need to work on it in the other direction. So that is very interesting that almost all of our issues are polar opposites of each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then let's see, the last one is, you know, I've had this DS12 Jetty for about uh, five months now and I've really, really liked it. But um, I did see that the 16 version two is coming out and I'm going to probably pick that one up or at least do the trial because they do a, like a two week try before you buy thing. And um, I've just been noticing that I've, uh, it, it's not as hefty as I, I could like, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of lightweight. I, the, the Grockner was a bit heavier. And then I've, I've flown other people's old versions of DX, uh, DS16, DS14. And I really liked the aluminum. I mean, it's not going to offer anything more than this one does. It's essentially the same thing, but I did like the build quality a little bit better of the older, other ones. So if that one is, is nice, I might sell this one and just move straight to the 16. And, you should, you should just sell all that stuff and come over to the V bar world. Dude, I, I, I think I told you this. I got to fly a buddy's V-Bar recently. It was this T. It was this T. Yeah, I did tell you. It was the T-Rex Nitro. Um, so I got to fly a t basically all things in one go, right? I got to fly a Neo, a V-Bar radio, V-Control v Touch radio, and a Nitro all at the same time, all for the first time. And dude, it flew fine. It flew great. I just, I don't like the transmitter. I like everything about V-Bar. I like the concept of it. I like the integration of it. I like the flight mechanics of it. I cannot stand holding that transmitter. Oh my God. You blasphemy. I can't. If they redesign the transmitter, maybe I'll like this, it. This will be my last podcast. Can I take this? <laughs> Sorry, man. Can't do it. Can't do it. But maybe do they have the two batteries? Because the two batteries make it feel a little better. Too bad. Um, I don't know. I didn't ask, but it was, I mean, it was a brand new one. It was the black and red touch. And I, nice. I thought, I mean, all the features, it's just, it's so cool. You know, like the fact that it like wakes itself up when you plug a battery in. Yeah. Um, I mean, or no, like, you, did you, did he have the, the accelerometers on the radio that when you move um, it, it turns on, or if you, if you move it to the right, the screen slides over so you can do the tuning on it. I, I didn't, I didn't see that part. I mean, he probably oh, okay. does. I think he said he's got everything on it, but I mean, I, I, that's the thing is, dude, I love everything about the concept of, of V-Bar except the actual radio itself. And I have not been able to get past that. I didn't like the uh, looks aesthetically of it. And I didn't like the way it felt dude, in my hands. And that's just two things that, you know, that's, that's the only two things that a radio <laughs> is doing. You got to hold it. You got to use it. You got to look at it. I just didn't like it. So a lot of it. So you guys know that my club is you know a big jet club right so those guys have all jetty power box like uh expensive as futaba radios and i hold all the radios right and like not not many can i hold them there's like if i had to go any other brand other than v control which i hope i never have to it probably have to be the jetty because it's the only one where i can clearly put my fingers between the top two switches and feel comfortable yes. there 
Yes. Because Agreed. on the spectrum, it feels like I got to like stretch my finger up and out, you know, even with the iX20 or whatever, even though I do like the big screen. Uh, the Futaba, it's a great and powerful radio. Like you don't have any problems ever losing downlink or whatever. But it's just so much stuff to program, man. That I, I looked at that menu. There's like 20 pages just for the helicopter part. I'm like, dude, I don't even want to think about how difficult that is to do, you know? I mean, Jetty's kind of pretty similar in the sense that you can change anything, which is a blessing and a curse. You know, it's like OpenTX. And I think that the, the power of V-Ray, V-Ray, V-Ray. I think Sorry, you man, are man. the only people that know what V-Ray is here. <laughs> a little architecture slip up there. <laughs> uh, dude, actually, you know, we got told by Andy from the, um, Andy and Monty that we should do an entire architecture podcast. Uh, All nonstop I'll, talking about architecture. I'll just, it, I'll just it, have my wife join have us. Your and, reactions. Can, and, and, and you and she can talk about architecture. I don't want to talk about it. No, anymore. no, no. Let's talk about gaming. That would be. Oh my God, one. dude. Yeah. Going to sleep now. <laughs> dude, Usually, man, the longer, the longer that I stay away from architecture, the less interest I have in it, to be honest. It, so I kid you not. So we got a bunch of comments from the city and I usually don't do any designing. It's just, it's not that I don't like to do it. It's just that other people are more inter- in- enthused about it. And I usually get stuck trying to make things happen and work. Mm-hmm. So I had to redesign mm-hmm. the stupid bathrooms on a, on a project that I had to do, right? I had to redesign them to make them work because of, co- of course, the project architect before me, they didn't do the plumbing counts, right? So there was not enough bathrooms per the required building code. So I had to read this. Well, I mean, when you say redesign, you just mean relayout, right? Not redesign. Oh my God. Whatever. This is snob. Well, no, dude, there's a huge difference between laying out a bathroom and designing a bathroom. Well, okay. I had to make sure that I made the bathroom work from when it did it. So I essentially designed it. I mean, you want to have the the shitter experience. Oh, nailed down. hundred percent, dude. You know? (laughs) Especially in that ADA stall when you actually have the, in Florida, you're required to have a laboratory in the same place where you, as an ADA stall. And a laboratory is, is the fancy word for uh, for sink, while a water closet is the fancy word for toilet. Yes, I grew up in England. I know these things. Well, I was talking to Javier, you know. Uh, I was talking to Javier. What, so what, fun, what, fun, I, small, I, fun, I, I didn't small hear fact. about that. I, 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 I tuned out, sorry. It's don't worry, Javier. It's, it's like every so time you in, talk about in England, <laughs> every time uh, you bathroom, see something about a, a, a bathroom is called a water closet. That's just what they call them. And when I was a kid growing up in England, um, you know, we were on the Air Force Base, and I I could I had just learned how to, to I think I had just learned how to read because I was like seven years old, and I remember being in one of the military buildings with my dad, and I and I saw WC. Uh, and I asked him, I was like, oh, WC, like, what's that room for? And my dad's like, oh, that's the, that's the wing commander's office. And I didn't get that he was joking until like 10 years later. <laughs> until, I, until I visited England again as like a teenager or something like that. And I saw WC abbreviations everywhere. And I was like, damn it. Because <laughs> for years, I actually thought that that's where the wing commander was. But nope. That's the battle. Oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> Uh, anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your, your water closet story. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's, so you, uh, you, you okay. redesigned the bathroom. Yeah, we were, I did. I got to design a bathroom. I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. You know, cause uh, I never used, I usually don't do it. I don't usually that I give to other people, the, all the enthusiastic young ones want to go be exactly. designers. Dude, I had, 
I mean, I, I, my, my last five years, in addition to the research stuff we did, we, we had to, we were just, we were a design research studio. So like I designed many, many, many buildings that never got built because that's what designers do. They build, they design things that then don't get built. Mm-hmm. Or they and have I to just, deal with someone like me that tells them what they design was stupid and they should, and they should really rethink it. And, well, hey, that, that's a, that's like a 10% chance of that happening. That's the, that's the greatest outcome you can get. Usually we do design competition after design competition after competition and we would lose them. You know, we'd lose five or six for every one that we would win, which is, I mean, not a bad rate. But that's, a, that's actually a very good average. Yeah, but but still, you know, I've designed so many buildings that just never saw the light of day. And uh, when I when I left that job and went to do software stuff, I was like, man, I just I don't ever want to design a building like for the rest of my life. I don't want to design a damn thing. If I ever do get a new house, I'm gonna hire someone to design it for me because I just don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Are we done with the architecture? We're done. Javier wants to talk about video games, but um, I think I will close. I will close this with it has been a great year doing this with you guys, and I am I'm honored to have you guys as friends that we've still not actually met in real life. But I don't even I don't even think about that. And man, this has been I mean, it's been one of the high points, highlights of my last year is doing this podcast with you guys. And I hope that uh, that we can do many more of them. But man, I'm. I'm just pumped that we made it this far and that we're still going strong. So. Dude, that's awesome. And yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't say, I couldn't have said it any much, any better than that. You know, uh, I look forward, you know, you guys, you guys know that my tone gets changed when we don't have a podcast. I get upset about it. And I'm like, and I know that shit comes up, but I definitely do. I look forward to this every, every, every time that we do it, you know, it's just every two to seven weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, every two to seven weeks, and nothing do I enjoy more in the podcast than ribbon on Javier. That is my favorite part of it all. I love sharing shit with you guys. I love talking to you guys about stuff. I love, you know, going back to some of the episodes that we've done this year. I think one of the most helpful episodes was the one that we had with Wes when we talked about, you know, the new, the new law changes or the, you know, how much we got about that out about that stuff. And, you know, so, you know, I love, this is what I, this is my, this is my hobby. This is more to me than, it's more to me than a hobby anymore. You know, I'm involved with it in so many ways. So I, um, I really look forward to doing this for you guys. And I, I hope to be doing this for a long time and we got to get the other, uh, podcast involved. We got to, uh, I have a lot of fun messing around with the guys from uh, the Heliheads with yeah. Gucci and McGrady. Oh my God, they're, they, they know how to like stick. You know what, Gucci walks around with a can of gas, spraying it around me, seeing what, what reaction I'll have, you know? All right, man. Okay, well, are, was there anything anything else? Are we good for uh, wrapping this one up and moving uh, Well, just uh, also, uh, I, oh I, I, Dude, dude, I, I think it's evident that I like to talk. <laughs> Is it so, about video games? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, just uh, just a, a quick um, you know reflection on the past year. I've also enjoyed it immensely. It's it's been a, a pretty good and important part of the hobby for me as well. Um, indeed, you know I also consider you guys friends, even though you know as you said you haven't physically met, but um, you know this time that we share every so often, you know really really makes me uh, you know uh, feel bonded with you guys. And uh, I, uh, you know, I enjoy sharing all my stuff with you, 
And I enjoy sharing and believe, and believe it or not, we enjoy listening to it. <laughs> Stop Sometimes lying to him. This is what like. it gets bad. You don't lie to him. <laughs> yeah, then, 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 then you're going to make me make, make you know, keep, keep talk about talk more. more. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to talk more. You know, my, my wife does that with uh, with dinner. Like, she'll make something and she's like, you know, do you like it? I'm like, you know, it's okay. She's like, hey, be honest. If you're not honest, you're going to get it again. <laughs> so, so yeah, I it's, do. It's, this it's is me being honest. Awesome, I do enjoy listening to your updates, Javier. I just also enjoy mixing drinks while you give them. Yes. <laughs> and, well, not not mixing drinks, but bottoming, the, bottoming those those drinks. <laughs> That's true. I just drink straight whiskey. I don't mix it with anything. <laughs> Dude, I told, so talking about alcohol, uh, I, my wife got this Malibu dark rum and, I, and I'm very particular about the rums that I drink, especially being Cuban, but this thing is actually really, really good. And you can make yourself some Cuba levers with some really good fresh limes. Oh, you can drink about three or four of those and be set for the evening. Nice. My uh, my father-in-law brings back a, a really good rum from South America whenever he travels down there for work. I'm trying to remember the name of it, but I do enjoy I do enjoy a good rum. All right, man. All right, dude. Uh, that sounds like, dude, like a wrap. Yesterday, yesterday was your birthday, Paul. What the hell? So, um, it actually wasn't. I just randomly entered that date into Facebook. I do appreciate the shout out though. Oh, dude, I was like, uh, checking. I was like, <laughs> oh, my birthday was um, a month ago, actually. It was uh, late August. So, okay. Well, happy belated birthday, brother. Sorry. We Thank missed you very it. much. I am. We should, we should have. How, how old are all like of us anyway? Podcast. And Javier, you're 41? Uh, 43. 43? Yeah. And then you're 38. Eight. Okay, so I just turned thirty. I'm thirty six. Okay, so pretty, pretty close. You should, pretty you close. should respect me. I'm your senior. Just <laughs> in South America, we don't have to do that. <laughs> That's right. and, and I'm serious. Next time that planker goes to you, you you call me, and you let you let Frank go off. Okay, <laughs> I can find something to be angry about really quickly. So just let me know. <laughs> Especially if it involves a planker. <laughs> dude, I have plankers on my field, dude, and. Most of them I get along with great. There's a few that are real assholes and I let them have it every time I get a chance. But, you know, I learned a lot of good ones. They're just some really crappy ones. Okay, so what, what exactly is the definition of a planker? Because it's not just Planker's somebody who flies airplanes. It's not, guy it's not just somebody flies airplanes. It's, no, it's, no, it's not just a flying. The, the flying plane is part of it, right? Because they probably fly some old school... Um, warbirds you know that are relics of the past that are just much, crotchety much like the pilots that fly them <laughs> yeah they're yeah they're crotchety they're they're rude they're disrespectful they can't anything that changes them or changes anything they're there like i've had some at my club i kid you not that i've taken pictures of me flying on the wrong flight line and they send it to the president and then the president comes and talks to me and it's kind of funny because we all i kind of laugh and i'm like look man other than that person, did anybody else complain? No. Okay, then I'm pretty damn good then. So right, we're gonna shoot for Kerry next next episode. So yes, guys, if you can reach out to him, um, if you can reach out to him, we can then probably get a we can get in a, we can get a date nailed down a week in advance. But if you can if you can reach out to him, all right. So let's just take it on his radar. And on that, I bid everyone farewell. Thank you for listening again, guys, and uh, we'll be back in three weeks. Count the three weeks. Yeah. <laughs>